0: Metal, golf, hey! Oh, he brought it back! He brought it back! We are uh, high right now, John. I'll be—I'll be totally honest. I am extremely high. I, I'm extraordinarily, extraordinarily high.
1: I, I might have just floated by you, bro. Might have just floated <laughs> by you. Talk about a game. Talk about. A football game, you know? Football, guy. Football. We're playing football in
0: Dallas. Football. That was dr- That was drugs, John. <laughs> that, was, that was drugs.
1: It just doesn't get much better than the National Football League, Cowboys, Niners, and whatever the hell we just witnessed because that was, that was fucking bananas. And We had some cash on it, but it wasn't even – that was bananas. Sweet bananas. That was yeah. sweet. Romo might need to change his pants. I can see why Aikman was pissed, you know? Does it make sense? I mean, what do you think? A- 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 Romo's audience was triple when it was watching A- I mean, A- it. I might turned have been, it. Might I went more second TV. I went second TV early game by about the third quarter.
0: I'm like, this is so sweet. You could watch what? George, Georgetown Xavier? What, what no, I've been watching. watching uh,
1: I think it's called like Mayor of Kingstown or something. Oh, Jeremy, Jeremy Renner. Renner. Oh, it's,
0: it's good. It is really good. Uh,. We are we are live on YouTube to everybody. Hello on YouTube on Sunday. If you're listening to this podcast after the fact, it is great to have you there. It is great to have uh, everybody. It's just good to be here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we watched probably the last I don't know five minutes of the game together, just hanging, and uh, it, was, uh, it was it was it was it uh, was pretty incredible, John. Pretty incredible.
1: The last five minutes, which I'm sure we'll dive into. Well, less than five minutes. I mean, the last like 20 minutes of the game, which were under the two minutes in the actual game. Yeah. Bananas. What is, uh, was it Iggy that said B A N A N A S? Bananas.
0: Remember that was song? Was it, is that Nick Gadala? Oh, Iggy Pop? Uh, no. Uh, Andre Gadala? Uh, no. Iggy Azalea? Uh,
1: yes, yeah, Swaggy P's ex girlfriend, but I don't yeah, yeah, know. Yeah. Mine up. Was it her? B A N A N A. You know that song? <laughs>
0: Uh, uh, you might need to keep
1: singing it. <laughs> I don't, I mean, that's, that's about as, as far as I go there, Jimmy.
0: <laughs> uh, this show is sponsored in part by mybookie.ag. Promo code ham in the number one. Mybookie.ag. Promo code ham in the number one. Where if you use that promo code, they will match your first deposit dollar for dollar up to a thousand bucks. If you uh, uh, do accept the bonus, remember you have to bet the full amount before you can withdraw funds. You can also decline the bonus either way. Ham one, let them know we sent you. And, um, we are back baby we are back you know when uh about lunchtime yesterday guy we had
1: eighteen dollars in our account
0: eighteen dollars we're like my we're like book the, the story the story of uh you know one of those businessmen down to his last his last buck yeah what's it uh the rock
1: seven buck production or the dude uh, arthur smith's dad that had like twenty thousand yeah, dollars that he he went to <laughs> vegas uh we had eighteen dollars we now have nineteen hundred dollars we can get aggressive moving forward. MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Uh, obviously, if you want a live bet, if you're listening to this, Chiefs game's about to kick off, but you got a Monday night game right around the corner, which I really have no feel for, but I can't wait to watch. Uh, MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. Get your gamble on, Gwen Stefani. Uh,
0: yeah, so Gwen or Black Eyed Peas.
1: It was Stefani for sure.
0: I was my bad. Plus four. Um, Cardinals plus four on Monday night football. I kind of like the Rams. I do, too. Uh, And, uh, yeah, as you said, we are recording this, doing the show before the Steelers-Chiefs game. Not a ton of respect for Pittsburgh here on the show today, uh, which is why we're doing this. Well, even Ben said they can't win. Ben did say they can't win. (laughs) Andy said they're the one seed, though. (laughs)
1: Well, it's why you play mental warfare back and forth. It's like ping pong, you know? It's like, oh, you can't win? I think it's the best Pittsburgh Steeler team since 1976. That's what I would give back. I would just keep giving it back. <laughs> Did you break down the parlay for people? Oh, yeah. We had uh, the Raiders, Bengals, under, and we had, I mean, the easiest night of the, of the easiest game of the year. I mean, you the Buffalo Bills is minus credit four. To,
0: credit to you. Um, I was that very was more happy. fun
1: that we boot with the money line on the Niners. So that was yeah. exhilarating.
0: Yeah, and the the number um part of that parlay, the number on the on the Raider Bengal game was forty nine. Forty nine. We were
1: we were getting close. We were
0: getting close. <laughs> it was close. Mybookie.ag promo yeah. code yeah. ham one. Yeah. Uh, also, DraftKings, baby. DraftKings. Go to DraftKings right now. Sign up with the code ham. We will have another game. This week, part of me wonders should we do like a Monday Night only game? Currently, in our game with Sunday Night football and Monday Night football to be played in the Haberman and Middlecoff DraftKings league, Ali eight three two is uh, in first place, um, but not a lot of uh, not a lot of people left. Uh, I'm in nineteenth place. Uh, my lineup: Burrow, uh, Elijah Mitchell, Debo Samuel, Mike Evans. Got me twenty nine point seven points today. He's pretty good. What's your current uh, status? I don't even worry about it. My team sucks. I, I hate fantasy, but
1: we'll play again. Four teams this weekend. Download the DraftKings app. Promo code HAM. Pretty easy. You just build your team. Quarterback, couple running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, a flex defense. Uh, be better at it than me because I'm fucking terrible. I, I never know who to pick. And uh, I just give you free money. So if you get in our games, you will. if you win, you'll just take my money for sure. Hey, we sneaky will sneaky. He'll be in the mix every once in a while, but... uh Download the DraftKings app, promo code HAM. You can win millions of dollars in prizes. You can play in other games. Uh, coming down the home stretch here, guy, not much football left, right? I mean, there's only a couple more weekends of this until we'll probably have to transition to, like, the Masters. So uh, download the DraftKings app, promo code HAM. Get your get your ability to share a million dollars every round of the NFL playoffs. Already, I guess we're not quite in round two because the NFL's got the curveball this Monday night game. Throwing me yeah. off.
0: Yeah, no, and, and you're right, the golf is pretty exciting. But uh, sign up with code ham. Make your uh, sign up with code ham. Yep. Make your lineup, you're shot at millions of dollars of prizes. Every round. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. We love it. Um it's it's here. It's a joy. It's it's, here. A, it's a blast. Yeah. It's a blast. Uh we gotta start with the end of that game. Niners Cowboys. It was a uh it was wild. I mean, it's a game of inches, it's a game of milliseconds, John. And you and I were talking as the game was ending. I had full confidence. You had full confidence that the uh, <laughs> I'm not sure let the Cowboys score there. <laughs> How about some of those defenses they were rolling out? Fifteen yard cushions. Then the sideline defense that Dak ran against. That was quite a display of uh, nosebleed D guy. <laughs> okay, they they got down like
1: sixty yards pretty easily in twenty seconds. That I guess we could re- rewind it a little bit, right? To the to the third and ten. Third and eleven, maybe it was that. Ultimately, Kyle Shanahan ran that play to Debo. I I give him credit on that. That was like ultimately that was a curveball that the Cowboys didn't see coming. That was a fucking sweet play, right? The little fake to Mitchell, pitch to Debo, little uh, you know dudes leading in front. That was nuts. I mean, the, the game was over until it wasn't, and then a little reminiscent of Cowboys Raiders index card. Might, maybe a little wider gap. A little wider time. gap. Yeah, but there was a gap. I think I'll give him. I think they got the play right. You know, from the angles that we could see, it looked like he was he was short. So then we immediately we're live looking at each other. I'm sure people. What do you do? Do you punt? Do you go for it? I give Kyle credit. He's got fucking some nuts because I don't think going for it is just a lock call there with 40 seconds and you give the ball. I mean, think how they they have explosive offensive players. Right, a touchdown, you lose.
0: I, I so was, I, I, I give him credit sneak. on the. I, I was, I, I pro,
1: was pro punt. I was pro punt. You were pro punt? I was pro punt. Yeah, I okay. think I was. Okay. You didn't But, say uh, that but I also was not so. pro that I, I don't feel like, we, you know, why can every other punter angle it, get it out, even at like the 12 or the 8? He just <laughs> kicks it, I mean, just right down the middle and it bounces and the fucking shirt feels like, what is going on?
0: Yeah. Well, so, but so before that play though, before the punt, they they get the sneak, and you made a good point to me because you jumped up, ran to the bathroom, and I don't know. I, hopefully, I you could hear, hear me I scream. could
1: hear, I could see from the pisser, I could see there was a f- you know flag and the ref. I was like, I knew it wasn't good, and I could hear you screaming.
0: Yeah, and Trent Williams wasn't set. It was a very Cowboys esque penalty, and um, you made the point. I think a good point. Like, w- why even mess with all that? Um, but it worked. The play worked. The play worked. The play worked. And then the next thing you know, they're punting to the Cowboys, and it, it felt like um, a disaster waiting to happen. I started thinking through, like, all right, you're going to have to put – you do you put Kittle in the end zone for this Hail Mary? And then the Cowboys were clearly – they weren't even in the Hail Mary position. They were just going to be running normal red zone offense. Really quick, and for
1: – my question would be why do you have to uh, – I'm sure there's some reasoning behind, like, a shift to Trent Williams. You know, it's why do a you have double-edged to shift, a or double-edged- why do you have to stop? Yeah, why do you have to try to like outthink the room on that one when it's just clear everyone in the building knows what play you're going to call? Like, it's one of those that truly is if you're going to run a play, it is 100% the Jimmy Garoppolo quarterback sneak. But if I was going to counter like why he does it, well, the reason they just got 10 yards or basically 9.98, right, on fourth and 10 or whatever, 10 on fourth and 11, it's because that's Kyle and he's utilizing. I know he jumped off sides earlier in the game, but part of it is just, I think that place was pretty loud clearly, is like that they're gonna try to outthink you. That's a point of difference today. Like he is smarter than his opponent. And sometimes in football, whether it's high school or even the highest level in the pros, like it can bite you, right? Just because like you said, when we just hopped on, it's a game of inches, it's a game of milliseconds. Like it is, it's a complicated game and the farther you can push the complications the and you can execute it, the more advantage you have. It's the reason they were even had a chance to KO him. Because more than likely, most teams, look at the Rams. They were just in that situation, ran it up the gut, ran it up the gut, ran it up the gut, and punted. So Kyle you know, had a pitch, and maybe yeah. maybe he benefited from doing that play of what he just experienced last week, because he was on the other end of it, right? He was on the Cowboys' end of it, just running basic play, basic play, basic play. Now, there would have been way less time when the Cowboys got it because of the Randy Gregory, uh, what was the penalty they called D- defensive holding? holding
0: yeah which so. which saved which in some ways it gave the niners another it gave, all of a sudden you know it gave the niners more downs but it did it kept dallas got to keep their timeout that they were using on that play um so i i know i i know the college rule better than the nfl rule college the 10 second Runoff or a, yeah, a runoff for when a penalty stops the clock is only under one minute. That play was outside of one minute, but you should. It cost, a the, ca- it cost the Cowboys forty seconds either way, right? But but yeah, but the the clock stopped because of the, the defensive penalty. The Cowboys didn't, yeah. and they saved the timeout on that play. So that was kind of crazy. Was kind of um, crazy. Not a, not but, a, not a Belichick here with the rules, but that doesn't seem fair. No, I also, you know, the other rule I started to hate, we can talk about this more later because we're talking about the end of the game now, but like the punter has punted the ball when you rough him. So like the penalty should be on a roughing, you know, back up the return, not the punter gets the ball. The offense gets the ball back. I guess the point is you don't want guys just flying into the punter, but I mean, the rule
1: is pretty sad. And that was, yeah, I hear you. I mean, then Cowboys to me, committed... well, the, to me, the last drive on defense because they clearly were just going to play a normal prevent, and then they realized they were just giving up the sideline, so they went to that crazy sideline defense, and Dak was in a tough spot, because I think clearly they were like, well, you could gain fucking 20 yards here, but it's the best thing that ever happened to the Niners, because they were they got to the 20-yard line pretty easily. That's as easy as I've ever seen a team with no timeouts and 30 seconds drive the field. That was a at, joke. At least without Rodgers. With it, without a Hall of Fame quarterback,
0: yeah, like Romo made the point there. You can't, Dak. You, Dak, if you're going to do that, you can only take like ten yards. You can't run so far down the field that now, you know, the 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 umpire's got to come down and touch the ball because you're not allowed to spot your own football. I love. I feel like the umpire. The did you? If you go back and look at that play when he respots the ball for the Cowboys to spike and not have enough time, like. The play ends. He's 35 yards behind the play, right? He has no earthly idea where that ball's supposed to be. But he comes sprinting up. He takes the ball and like moves it back a half inch just to be like, no, 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 I spot this ball. Because he probably rightly assumes the center's always going to move it forward a foot further than it should be.
1: But um that was quite a he moment. T- he, well, guy, he took out Dak, kind of. <laughs> he runs into Dak. It is to me, it is pretty basic football one-on-one. Every single time in that spot, you hand it to the referee. You're not allowed to, like, this isn't golf. You don't get to drop it. They have to set the ball. And he just, I, I think looking back, like you said, they got a little greedy and time they had no timeouts. There wasn't that much time. You know, when I think when they snapped, it was like 14 seconds. The greediness fucked them. That Maybe that extra five yards... Because they were at the 20. So what's the difference between being at the 20 and 25? You're getting one shot anyway. The Niners really, really benefited from Dak probably taking an extra 5-7 yards down the field, which he does not need to do. Because yep. when they got the ball back, all you're going is like, are they just going to get it to like the 50 where he can just throw it up? And I kept thinking, CeeDee Lamb, CeeDee Lamb, CeeDee Lamb, weird deal. Like you said, do you put in Kittle? Do you throw in like uh, Trent Williams? I don't know. I, I, I do not feel good with the Niners crew of guys. High point in the ball. At
0: minimum, there's a penalty coming. <laughs> so I started thinking like, this is going to be Ambry Thomas's moment to play the ball again for the second week in a row. Holy
1: shit, but yeah, that was that was one of more the more exhilarating final two minutes of a game that actually took 25 minutes I've ever been invested <laughs> into. I've, you know, it's it's because it is pretty nuts. That at one point in time, the Niners were up twenty three to seven, about almost midway through the fourth quarter, and you're just you're, you're not trying to get too greedy in your head. You're going, are they going to blow this? Are they going to win this game by twenty points? And then Jimmy said, "Hold up,
0: stop, wait a minute," and uh, made sure that didn't happen. Well, the, you know the, the Cowboys are explosive the, on offense. The, you you're right. He did make sure it didn't happen, but it wasn't the pick. It's when he missed Ayuk wide open. Oh. Which was very much like, was it, which Super Bowl, did was it Brady and Edelman? I think it was Welker, wasn't it? Was it Welker?
1: Yeah. I think it was 11. That was 2011. Was it that long ago, that play? I think so, yeah. Because then Edelman wasn't quite in the mix, and then Welker, I think after that year, goes to join up with Peyton, and they had their breakup. But it was like, I remember Welker's arms were kind of small, and they
0: just, he missed them. I guess Edelman made the great catch over the middle against the, uh, Fal- Falcons was at the Falcon Super Bowl yeah the where they cut it off yeah. his face nose like and body around and three people yeah. were so um yeah it was it was really the Niners have played now back-to-back weeks just the the, the finishes to their games have been absolute part I mean, of it what part what's of the it thing is called that you have to put in your heart to like wake somebody up when you put the needle in adrenaline yeah EpiPen or something <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know is that an EpiPen or is that the thing
1: you know but the thing they put out uh, when, when you got exposed adrenaline. to the chemicals in the movie The Rock? And and uh, you got to put it, you ever seen that movie with Nicolas yeah, yeah. Cage and The yeah. Rock, you know, boop, yeah. and they, it yeah. saves you? Yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah. Part, yeah. part of it, though, I mean, a guy, a huge part of it is their quarterback is the reason this fucking thing is like this. I mean, he is, it'd be like you were driving in a car and at any moment the guy can be driving like he's Richard Petty, you know, or Dale Earnhardt Jr. And then he can just turn into like a seven-year-old The pedal's going, he can't touch the brake, but he can kind of steer. At any moment, it can change on the dime. It's really him. Like, to me, if the Niners would have lost that, that would have been one of the most epic collapses of all time. But it would have been hard for me to pin that on Kyle. Like, Jimmy just threw it right to a guy. I mean, right to a guy. It's like Nick Sirianni. Am I going to put this today on Nick Sirianni? The fucking quarterback can't complete basic passes. Did he ever shake Bruce Arian's hand? We could. Do you see how slow Bruce walks up with his Achilles injury? <laughs> he's getting his Achilles iced during the game. Guy, it takes him like ten minutes to get to
0: midfield. At first, I'm like, "What? Why is he walking so slow?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, he's got a partially torn Achilles." <laughs> there was another white guy, short beard, and that I think Bruce thought was. Did you see that? Uh, Bruce, Bruce yeah, thought yeah, he was that. Sirianni. <laughs> I to so control. control. I did too. <laughs> <laughs> and then
1: Bruce, like, oh, I just <laughs>
0: that was funny. Oh man. No, that was do you put it uh whose fault is it? Is it anybody's fault? I blame I I blame the Cowboys off it. the Cedric Wilson, the third down play where he's looking into the sun in the first half of the game and he can't Jerry. see the ball. No you gotta get blinds, guy. You well, I what well, <laughs> <laughs> as as Boomer said at halftime, a billion dollar over a billion dollar stadium and you build it east to west, what are you doing? But like you don't you know like it's a, a home field advantage would be to kind of, you know. How pitchers pitch to the big part of the yard. Can we not have a play that has our receivers staring into the sun here on third and 10? I do put some of that blame on you. Got to, you got to, just part of the game here. You got to understand home field advantage. You can't throw your guy into the sun. Well, haven't the Cowboys been playing these 130 kickoffs with Aikman and Buck
1: for a decade? I mean, it's not like, well, they're not used to playing in that slot. I don't know, seven times a year. I mean, they, every game they, I watch, there's suns in somebody's eyes. They play in the afternoon game all the time. I'll be honest. Uh, maybe I'm just not super locked into cowboy games at that time slot over the years is because we've been doing this now so long that so many Niners and Raider games fall at that spot. Like that usually gets my main TV. I didn't realize that their son, did you know son was a huge issue? Has this been like a, a thing that's been happening for a while? Uh,
0: I don't know if I knew that. I mean, I definitely felt what game I think it was a, it was a college game this year. Where the actually it wasn't it wasn't a Cowboy Stadium though it was one of the bigger like there
1: were it was definitely maybe it was just perfect angle today it was bad because then the Niners later got a punt and I was like oh my god do not put a punt returner back there mm-hmm. this is it hitting off his top of his head landing in some random Cowboy who makes his career running into the end zone who jumps into the stands and all of a sudden the Cowboys win and that's like the the embedded moment in the game. <laughs>
0: Did you think the game felt? Did you think the Niners Cowboys historical rivalry affected the way the game felt?
1: Uh, no, but I, but I'm not a huge like hold on to the past guy in life. So I did I did think there's a natural pop to the colors on the field with each other that is pretty sweet. But I don't like I, I'm not like, and I'm watching the I, I can't recommend the Montana documentary enough. But when I'm watching a game unless there's like previous history, right? A couple years in the past with coaches or players, like to me, the Packers and Niners, I'm not going to think like young versus far. I'm just thinking of Rogers versus these guys recently. So I would just yeah. more, no. these two teams don't have much history in recent memory. So it's hard. To, uh, I, no,
0: to me, it didn't. Do I, didn't I didn't think so either. Yeah, I didn't think so either. I mean, the game was great for all the reasons it was great, but that was, it. it wasn't about William Floyd. Um, exactly. Although Charles Haley, what? How about they, they? This always happens. They get the shot of Roger Goodell in the booth, and like, there's Roger. As Tim Brown is right next to him, it's just the two of them in the shot. They're like, there's Roger. I'm like, I'm pretty sure Tim Brown's sitting there wearing a Raiders hat. And then Charles Haley, who just is not going to sit still, <laughs> starts like, I don't even know, tickling Rod, like, because you see Roger goes, like, ah. Like that, and then it's like Charles's head is who pops it. Charles is just messing with Roger on national television, and uh, was sitting in the booth. Well, I mean, Roger I, Clemens I, is in George's booth.
1: Look, look, looking about this comment right here, Aikman want to do this game. I do understand, like to, to that human specifically, this game. I, I, it's just a major moment in his life. I mean, changed his life, right? Three straight years NFC championships. They won two in long, like it's. These are some of the most historic games in the history of the sport. Niners versus the Cowboys, and the one guy who calls NFC games. I I actually understand why he's fucking mad. it now oh, yeah, someone, it'd be like
0: if Nance, if like uh, at Pebble Beach, Nance was doing some other event like across the country during the during uh, U.S. Open at Pebble or something.
1: Do you know what it'd be? It'd be like if, let's say, uh, the Masters was going on, but there was like this the biggest European game uh, tournament of the year, and they sent G- Jim to do like the
0: Euro like, Tour to of it. Point, This is Aikman's home course, basically, right?
1: Yeah, it's, it's insane. <laughs> and this it's is...
0: also Romo's, but Troy definitely feels like it's more his, right? Well, did, did you see the, the reasoning
1: behind it? It actually makes sense.
0: The, uh, what was the reasoning?
1: So I, I saw it on Twitter. When ESPN got the Monday night game... There became, there became, or when they've, when they added the Monday night game and the seven seeds, there was like a reshuffling of the setup. CBS put a bid in for $70 million for the extra game. So they paid the most to have multiple games. Like Fox could have bought double down, but they paid for double to double dip because they
0: got. But how did that determine which game they got or didn't necessarily?
1: Yeah. They, they had the rights to make the first pick. There's what it was. So they so paid. Se- they paid. Saying- se- CBS paid seventy million dollars, and I guess everyone had the opportunity to bid to have the right for this weekend to have the number one pick. <clears throat> and
0: so that's they, what picked, they that game went ahead of the Sunday night game. Then obviously that was the number one pick in the yeah, draft, as it should have been. I mean, like I said a week and a half ago, before the before week eighteen, the last time these two teams played in the playoffs it was fifty six point eight million people watched it.
1: Well, you know what? It turns out this game was never going to be on Monday night because they didn't have the number one pick, right? <laughs> but Monday night never got—I never—I always I, I, never, I, no, would I know. Monday I, doesn't—I I know, but I'm just saying like whoever had the number one pick was going to
0: get this game, right? It was, but it was going to be Sunday, it was, so which means it was going to be NBC, CBS, or Fox. Somebody was taking it, right? Yeah, Sunday has to get the number one pick. It's the best.
1: The Sunday afternoon game. You're saying?
0: I'm just saying Sunday is premium versus Saturday or Monday. I think when it comes to playoff.
1: You think over Saturday night feels Saturday think, night feels sweet, so. but
0: you're right. Saturday night is Saturday, Saturday night. Still Saturday. Exactly. Sunday is that one's built into the, into the cloth of Americana. See that,
1: that. That's what I'm saying. Like this game did not like bring up these memories of when I was a kid. No, and no. I games. just meant
0: Sunday. Everyone's com- computer program to be ready for football Sunday. For sure. It's
1: why Sunday night probably is the best spot, <laughs> right? Because literally everyone's at home. The, the game, though, really, really... Like, those those colors work on TV. I think the problem is they haven't... Like, the NFL would die to just have these teams... I mean, the Cowboys and the Niners haven't been in the playoffs that often in the, in the decade at the same time. They, I mean, they would... They, they, I think they've gotten pretty lucky. Think how many times now the Niners and Packers have played, right? Yeah. Jim played them twice. Kyle played them. This is the second time. They've played four times in the last 10 years. That's 40%. That's great. Like, I... To me, that game feels like Rodgers versus the Niners in 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 January. That to me, this week is going to give the feels. Which hopefully, I would love to get a fucking rematch next year. Of that game, like that's so with the league. <laughs> I mean, that's that's sweet. It does work on TV.
0: Like those colors, to me, it's about the it's like the color blend. is just I perfect. I know. It's I, that's why the Bengals to me work. The Bengals uniforms are so perfect because they're 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 goofy enough to remind you that sports aren't serious that's the yeah. bangles are perfect when you to me if you watch the bangles it feels like if you and i turned on some like um i don't know uh some like a soccer game or something where some teams wearing some goofy uniform it just feels like you're that is it's like a it's a made-up crazy uniform like two some uniforms are all business you know it's like this isn't this is sports like let it be a little goofy and it's the Bengals are, like, perfect. It's orange and it's goofy. Well, see, I,
1: I, one thing with the Niners and, for example, the Niners and the Cowboys, they're old brands, right? The, the, the Niners are known, like, most notoriously for the, the playing the 81, even though they had 20 years of, gro- you know, greatness. The Cowboys owned the 70s, and then they had some time in the early 90s. But their colors and just their team, it feels very modern. Maybe it's the stadium, like Dallas. To me, that stadium really works. Raiders and Bengals did kind of feel like I'm watching a game in the 80s. Not the, not the players necessarily, but their colors. It's like, eh. There's something yep. about it. It just feels a little, you know.
0: By the way, I, with the times, guys. No, I agree. That's why I said upgrade. Change the Raider uniform. And I felt that way watching it Saturday. Like, it just felt kind of... Meh. Yeah. Like, just give me some 3D. And then you can go back to the classics. I'm not saying you can't yeah. even... But He's not saying burn the jerseys. He's just saying, you know, <laughs> adapt. Throw a new pitch. So...
1: I, I thought the Cowboy Stadium this is pretty sweet for a playoff game. Didn't you agree? Beside the yeah,
0: light. B- b- you notice, though, everybody, the board, obviously, like, like a key to a board is being able to see it from down low. And everybody, when they want to watch a replay, is just breaking their neck. Clearly, it's not angled down at the field. Everyone is just staring straight up into the air. They can't see anything. Did you know the rule? Because I didn't, I thought it just goes, I,
1: I was like, dead ball when it hits the thing. And they're like, repunt. When they said repunt, I'm like, oh my God, they're going to get. <laughs> I never like re special teams plays with Hightower. That is always potential for
0: disaster. <laughs> well, you notice like all the kickoffs come to the five, they make the Niners return it. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> they're smart. Oh no, oh no, oh no. And you had texted me. Well, I mean, how, how do we want to? We're, 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 whew, whew, whew
1: let's let's, just, let's dive into the, let's, let's let's dive into the quarterback because that game to me he got a lot of credit last week which he deserved you know the grit and the toughness I, I rewatched that game several times this week at least the second half and it it, it was it was impressive by Jimmy just his metal but I I don't think anyone questions like Jimmy being a tough guy, Jimmy being a foxhole guy. I mean, he's been kind of questioned before, right? Okay, okay but... The notepad and, last year at the Cardinals Okay, game. You, it's, it's fair. Okay, that's fair. But, so he proved some of that. But he, and he, he made some great throws in that game. Today felt a little bit more of the Jimmy that I remember before everyone started jerking him off the last week. Because it was kind of holding on for dear life. The pick... Like, Dak's pick was bad. Jimmy's Bic pick was seven times as bad. <laughs> like, Dak's pick was bad. Like, a, that's a bad NFL pick. Jimmy's pick is, like, something you would watch if you were watching some, like, backup at UC Davis. It's like, uh, uh, how? It's 23-7 to 7 in the fourth fucking quarter of a playoff game on the road, guy. To me, it's, it's the timing of this, of this Second stuff.
0: and 10 in, th- in your own territory, too. <laughs> Just talk, out of bounds. Lip, out of, he he. You know the one thing with Garoppolo, he doesn't. He he did it today in a big spot, Once. and Romo throw <laughs> <good> throwing. But <laughs> Jimmy does not really throw
1: the ball away that much. He's well, it's not his game. He's a gunslinger, but his ball, he has. If you're like a golfer and you just have like a go-to slice, and you just play with the guy, it's like he's just gonna have the slice, gonna have a slice when it's sometimes maybe it's a little better than others. Like you can tell early on, like, oh, Jimmy's a little high today. Jimmy's a little high today. And you could see that a couple times it was just like, oh. Early and, he and was then, on point. Early in the game, he was on point. Well, but it was in the flow of the run game too. Yeah. Like w- w- when it gets to a point as it kind of did where it's like, okay, it's like second and 10, you're just going to throw for the next two downs clearly. And and, and the momentum is kind of going against Jimmy. That's where it's like, oh my God, Jimmy, do not throw it high. Do not throw it high. And the other thing when he throws it high Sometimes it gets tipped, and then it just goes right up into the air. And then people play fucking uh, hacky sack with it. He could have – I mean, there were a couple moments. The one where the guy, like the outside linebacker, maybe it was the safety, made a great play, and luckily he just like hit the ground and was discombobulated. That could have been a pick. This is – they, they kind of won that game, I thought, especially in the second half, in spite of Jimmy. Despite, and I'm not acting like he was just a total scrub – but he was. This was not last week. Like he could not have taken him on a drive. I felt like the way he was going,
0: and part of that was the Cowboys were getting pressure. And yeah, I disagree a little because you know what I always say about Jimmy. I just think it's the same every week. I think it's the. I think it's the same. Some days it's sixty four percent. Some days it's fifty eight percent. Some days it's seventy two percent. But guy, I, our guy Schefter said he's back though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> last week, he heard, even uh, yeah, he he got some of his. Uh, some of his value back, I um, I think it's the same every week. And he, I will say this, and I mean this sincerely. One of the things I respect about Garoppolo, he is a roller coaster for us. I don't think he feels it, which is part of what's dangerous about him, right? Like, I don't think when he throws a pick, the next time out, he's gun-shy or hesitant. I, I don't think it affects him in that way, and I give him credit for that. But I think it scares Kyle, and I think it scares everybody else watching it. But there are times where they he still he made some aggressive good throws, multiple third down throws to Juwan Jennings, the first big third down conversion that Juwan's, Juwan Jennings had. Which I'm was not a saying he 11. can't make good. No, no, I'm, I'm not know, saying he I, can't make no, good I, throws. I, 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 I absolutely, I know you're not. The throw he made to Jennings, though, outside the numbers, was a rare Garoppolo throw. Right, that third and eleven, where he hit Jennings outside, like way outside of the stick. The ball had a little had a little hump on it, but it was a really good throw. Um, but then, yeah, there's other balls that just terrify you. And I think it is he just reminds you often that you are not in control of life. <laughs> like, that's the reminder, I think, is just some guys are so in control. You know, late in the Bucks game where there was a discussion going on, like, you got to get Brady out of there. You got to get the starters out of there. The one thing that was clear with them, Brady was not going to take a hit. You know what I mean? Like they were getting the ball out. Tom knew what he was doing. Tom wasn't going to get hurt because Tom wasn't taking hits. Like they were fully in control. And he'll Niners. crumble
1: the mo- he'll crumble the moment things get weird in the pocket, right? He'll just hit the ground. Like he he's just not, yes. he's not going to throw yes. a bad pick.
0: Yes, I don't think Jimmy. I give because I had a buddy of mine text me. He's like Jimmy's Jimmy's asshole's got to be so tight right now. I was like, I don't think it is. I don't think Jimmy gets like that. No, I, I, well, I agree. We're in agreement there. He just sometimes he's a roller coaster and everyone except him feels it. And I and I think that's a good thing for the Niners. But that that interception was one of one of the worst. <laughs> one of the worst. And um it really, it really it, would have, it, it,
1: it, it would have been a major reason they lost the game. In the game well, was even. Even I think uh it would have been the number one reason they lost. Was it Tracy who was like, you know, they're really screaming to get a turnover here. Like they knew the their only chance was to get a turnover. It was twenty three seven. They were bleeding some clock. You start doing the math. You're like, well, that's two two touchdowns and two two pointers. Like you're in the driver's seat. Like you you just keep punting, make them drive. They, they, they and they're struggling to move the ball. And then you hand them the ball right back. Hand them the ball. That's the other thing, Jimmy's. Either his picks are the ones where they tip it up in the air or they hit the guy in his stomach because the ball f- floats on him. And part of the reason they're able to circumvent this the second half of the year, and this is where, like, listen, if I was another team, I, I would not trade anything of value for Jimmy. He has benefited a lot. What does from that him. mean? I mean, I uh, seventh-round pick or something and do a little research. Yeah, like, to
0: me, I would, I would trade a, Like, to me, a fourth seems... You know, if you're Washington football team or something, you can't get. But to me,
1: Kyle, Kyle guy has circumvented so much of Jimmy and he deserves credit on this. And part of it, he just is lucky to have this one of the best players in the league on their team of just moving 19 in the backfield. They basically now have clearly number 25, Elijah Mitchell, who is a stud, had 27 for 96. And I know the yards per attempt isn't great, but he was running his ass off that it's you. You need a couple backs and they don't have a second back. Well, they do, because it's fucking Debo Samuel. And they've just added (laughs) Debo, and Debo... Like, to me, Elijah's a true running back. Debo is busting these enormous, explosive plays. It's almost like Debo... Or, I mean, Jimmy is getting kind of the Ryan Tannehill with Derrick Henry treatment. Like, he's Mm -hmm. able to... They're able to keep his uh, pass attempts down. Obviously, today, they were in the lead. But, to me, Kyle is able to just use his run game with Samuel to avoid Jimmy killing them. Like... We'll get into the backer game moving forward but like it's the reason it's going to be so hard for them to keep just rattle off two straight wins against the super bowl because you're just not going to be up 13 nothing in every game like you're right. going to fall behind 10 nothing and even that they were able to get so lucky last week because Stafford turned it over because jimmy was turning it over then too it's just you're right I, maybe he just really
0: hasn't been any different at all ever he's been the same guy for well, years I, yeah the it's why you knew something bad could happen is because it's the same every game. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but it's never like a game with sometimes there's games with no picks, but there's never games without tip balls over the middle or throws that could have been picked off or no, you know, those well, there was happen.
1: a, pl- there was a play today. I couldn't tell. Was it a throwback to Elijah Mitchell or did he just choose to throw it back to him? I that, think it was supposed a pl- to be a,
0: like a misdirection screen and, I think maybe he was trying to throw it at his feet, and I don't know. Yeah, it was How, bad. God. See, to me, I, it was to me he was not trying to throw. Yeah, it at maybe his feet he wasn't. I just the, the defender was there, and he tried to like sidearm it. I think that maybe to the me second he threw it. He regretted That's a play it.
1: when when you're an eight nine year vet. It's so you just throw it at the motherfucker's feet. He throws it right to him, and he gets tackled. It's like a ten yard loss. It was 11, second and four, yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like third and fifteen. It's like Jimmy, what are you doing? That, that it's stuff like that. That I think is equal obviously the picks, but Dak press guys throw picks, even though not ideally in the fourth quarter of games
0: you got a two score lead.
1: But it's plays like that, it's like Jimmy, what are you doing?
0: I that know play, that was to play that me Romo was one of the head up. scratchers. I, Romo drew up, you know, Kittle's wide open, but I I doubt on that play Jimmy's even looking down the field.
1: Yeah, I don't put that one on Kittle's way over there. Jimmy's scrambling out here to the left.
0: Yeah, that was that was that one was actually they ended up with a field goal on that play, somehow because oh, it was one of the two big third down, third and long catches that Juszczyk made, and like fought for extra yards, and then, um, and then they were able to make a get a field goal out of it. I mean, it turned out taking the points early was, you know, the right decision multiple times. There was one I thought he could have gone for it on fourth down, but he kicked the field goals. Robbie Gold was good. He was. But anyway, you get, back give to Miss Flowers. Jimmy. Give Miss Flowers. Robbie was nails today. Garoppolo was sixteen of uh, twenty. Five for 172 no touchdowns and a pick I, I had a comment here from somebody I don't, oh here we go this is from uh, REM44 next week for Green Bay 40 runs 8 passes <laughs> yeah. it's uh, hey Jimmy Garoppolo won him a, they won a playoff game with Jimmy Garoppolo
1: well he's won a bunch now this is his third playoff victory as the starting quarterback for the 49ers like listen but here, he's three, so he's three and one in the playoffs, is what you're saying. He's, he's three and one in the playoffs. But I'm going to pivot to the coach. Kyle Shanahan just had a pretty unreal seven day stretch for his career resume. We talked about it at nauseum the last couple of weeks. It's not about winning the Super Bowl every year. It's not about getting the NFC Championship game every year. I mean, it's ideal. You know, it makes Andy Reid's career. But uh, you know, <laughs> it's about just getting in the playoffs and then winning a playoff game. And in a seven-day stretch, he went from being down 17 to three at halftime where it looked like the Saints are going to get in to finding a way to win that game in overtime and then seven days later win a road playoff game as a head coach. Because as time goes on, do you know, until I watched this Montana documentary, that the 49ers turned it over like five times in that NFC Championship game in 1981, do you know who gives a shit? Absolutely nobody. No one gives a fuck. Do you know what people remember as time goes on? Like the win. I don't remember the details of the Packer win on the road with Harbaugh. All I know is that they went home victorious. All anyone will remember in this game in five years is that Kyle Shanahan won the game. It wasn't pretty. Now, he, to me, he was much better than his quarterback. And here's where I'm gonna give him credit too. He's able to win some of these games. He does not have... Rodgers back there slinging around, Brady back there slinging around, Mahomes back there slinging around. What Josh Allen did last night—he looked like Marino met Elway met Brady. Like this, he's doing this despite a quarterback that like it's not that trustworthy of a player, and he deserves credit for like the physicality and the mindset of the team because you would say this pretty consistently now for the last three years, win or lose, they are fucking—they're tough, physical team, and they are just a bunch of dogs. And that, for an offensive play caller, we see it with McVay. Like, this team's just not that tough. Like, sometimes with offensive guys, like, one thing Andy is always hammered home is he always drafts linemen, oh, offensive defense, because it, like, sets the tone for his team because he's a throwing guy. And it just, his teams kind of have a toughness because he, he adds personnel that way. To me, there's a specific thing Kyle asked for. They said it tonight. Uh, one thing Romo had a good little nugget that Kyle told him about. When his wide receivers block, it adds an edge to your team. Or something in that vein. And it was like, I think Kyle gets off on having these wide receivers that play like that. And I think it's why he's like, obviously, Debo, to me, is probably Kyle's favorite player ever. Same with Kittle and same with Yuschek. But I think Brandon Ayuk is really, like, I bet Kyle loves Brandon Ayuk right now. And they clearly love Jennings. There's a toughness Jen- I to their guys.
0: Jennings, before- Jennings was getting on the field without catching the football for a period of time this year. And it was because he was blocking.
1: And I think that's a, today was a great sign of. Two coaches. Mike McCarthy's accomplished a lot. He's won a ton of playoff games in his career. He's a Super Bowl champion. You would say, over Mike's tenure as a head coach in Green Bay, like his his ethos of his teams, and now with Dallas, like there is just a little bit of a softness. Now, they got some physical players, but I thought mentally today, they're just they're, they're, there was a toughness to the Niners at the Cowboys. And it's not like the Cowboys don't have stars everywhere, right? It's not like they don't have legit guys. Would you say the talent today was pretty even? Coin flip?
0: Um, yes, but I think the, I think the 49ers had the best player on the field in Debo Samuel. I'll give you that. I thought, I mean, as the
1: game went on, Parsons is making plays left and right. Like, I mean, they got Amari made a sweet touchdown. Like Dak makes $40 million a year. I don't think there's a team in the league that would take Jimmy over Dak. So they have the advantage at quarterback, uh, even though Dak looked a little weird today. But Kyle beating Mike McCarthy in a game where his team was just ultimately tougher is just a huge moment for his career resume, right? Like, you look back at Andy's early career, Sean Payton, like, road playoff games. I said it before, like, to me, they're worth more than a win. You should win at home. Winning on the road, you shouldn't. Because more than often, what percent of road playoff teams are ever favored? Very small,
0: if ever? Well, they usually have, I mean... It's not it's you're, you're on the road for a reason, not like the regular yeah. season, which is the schedule puts you there. You're on the road because you're the lower seat, you're the worst seed. I mean, I, I think for Kyle, he has to take, I would imagine, particular pride, you wouldn't want to do it this way, but to win with Kittle not making you know Kittle with one catch, but more so with with Bosa and then Warner both going out for the game. you're two best players on defense and I mean, this goes back to the development of this defensive line, which I mean, Bosa missed the whole second half. You can't say. I, I wondered when Bosa went out. Is this going to affect them? And then when Fred went out, I wondered the same thing. Like, is this going to affect them? Thankfully, both got No one had to get carted off. And as it turned out, Fred was. I thought Fred for sure was an ACL. It turned out Fred was back on the sideline uh, with an ankle that maybe he'll be able to play next week. I, I thought. Um, I thought
1: 2022 season gone.
0: It felt I was like, are we watching Navarro Bowman again? You know, that
1: that was my gut feeling too.
0: And and they overcame it. Um, You know, they were not. I wouldn't say Kyle's team was buttoned down. Like they made their share of mistakes, but the Cowboys were a complete mess. Like Niners had nine penalties. That's a lot of penalties. Dallas had fourteen and critical spots too. And I do think coaching was a big factor. And I think those. This goes back to your point when you. We, I kind of cut you off when you said, you know, was the talent basically even. I think on the ba- – I think you're right about that, right? The talent with these two teams probably – I think the Niners – well, I don't know. I, talent's probably even yeah. if we really broke it down. And Niners are better at running back probably, right? Um, uh, I, yeah. But, but, but the, my point is, and I think this is kind of what you were getting at, coaching was one of the major differences – in this game today it just was um up until that last drive you would have said D'Amico was really good and I know it's you know kind of prevent it is is it is a tough tough. spot yeah yes totally so um I thought coaching was a big part and Mike McCarthy's team ultimately looked the way I think I come to expect his Cowboys to look which is kind of messy and They feel like they are without a process. Like, the Niners' process is pretty clear. You know what I mean? Like, what a Niners' win looks like is pretty easily defined. What a Cowboys' win looks like is a little messier. And I think the Niners definitely benefited from the fact that they were playing the Dallas Cowboys today, you know? For sure. I don't know. You know, I guess we'd, we'd kind of gone through some of the matchups over the past few weeks. But, yeah, they benefited from playing the Dallas Cowboys today. But to your point, they were still on the road. They were still playing an explosive team. They were playing a team that I feel like can take advantage of your mistakes because they can be explosive offensively. But what did I say on the last podcast? The Niners have held opposing quarterbacks under their passing average in 14 of 17 games this year. And they did it again today. Dak was under his... 278 today he was 254 i don't know what the betting number was but that's what his average was and that's what his number was so you know I, he wasn't i didn't think he was very good you know i agree. given i didn't think he was very good the ball the ball he threw behind wilson in a big spot bad yeah threw a few into the turf i i
1: he doesn't have a great arm so when his feet aren't set which on some of those throws they're not because he's moving around like he can throw the lollipop when he's scrambling kind of like the stafford throw but he is not Mr. Pinpoint Throw Darts. A huge angle of this game, and we touched on it a little bit coming in, is that for years, Dan Quinn was kind of laughed at for not being like, why are his defenses suck so bad? He's supposed to be this defensive coordinator. Like that's the reason he got the job. And Kyle versus Dan Quinn, because I I won't put like the defense like that. We know like McCarthy, that's not, that's not on McCarthy. The reason those guys are jumping off sides It's just Dan Quinn's Pete Carroll telling those guys to pin their ears back, right? That's their style. Get up field. That's all week I heard. Get up field. Be aggressive. Cause havoc. Kyle just, like, advantage Kyle. And it should be. Like, there is not a team in the league that would hire Kyle Shanahan or Dan Quinn over Kyle Shanahan. And I know Dan Quinn's about to be the Denver Bronco coach, but it turns out it's because his fucking buddy's the GM. Like, to just notion. And again, he seems like a nice guy and he'll probably be a solid head coach, but... He is not Mr. Schematical Genius, and you saw today on the other side. Like D'Amico is young, figuring it out. He's got a ways to go. Their, their personnel in the back end isn't great, but like Kellen, a couple times they tried like trickoration Remember the they tried to trick play like the second play of the game. And granted, it
0: probably would have hit, but I think that's a pretty hard a thir- play to run the second play of the it, game. It was a th- it was a third it was a third long.
1: Yeah, you're talking about
0: come across and throw
1: it. Fucking airmailed it Jimmy Garoppolo style into the into the first round. I'm just saying it was
0: it was a third down, so it was kind of just like a desperate play. But yeah. But
1: it's just but you said the the rhyme or reason with their stuff. It it's just they feel a little dis like the Niners, they'll have some penalties. There there's no they they can be sloppy with their penalties. False starts. Obviously, their secondary, who was not a disaster today, partly because Dak was bad. They didn't really get, t- I mean, it was weird. Yeah, and I think I saw some people saying, like, uh, Ambry was better than Mosley. I think they hammered home, we're not going to give up deep, explosive plays. So you can get mad at guys for, like, giving a seven-yard cushion in some easy out routes or comebacks, but I do not think they wanted to give up the go route down the sideline. Because especially once you're up, like that's the only way for them to get back is to give explosive play. So you'll give up the out or the comeback all day long. But I just, you know, they were just, the Niners just have the superior coach. Period, point, blank, end of story. I mean, it's just not even arguable. Cowboys would trade in a heartbeat. And I think you're going to hear just a lot of people, you know, what do they do? Do they let their coordinators go? Like, hell, would you rather have Dan Quinn as your head coach? Now, I, I don't know if I'd go that far. What the hell's McCarthy's accomplished more than Dan Quinn, but...
0: You know, I Kellen. Rather have Kellen. I mean, Romo's talking the whole game like one of them. Now, maybe he knows Quinn is gone, but he's talking the whole game like they're losing coordinators. Does that mean both? It feels a little soon for Kellen Moore to become a head coach, but it doesn't feel like Kellen's gone. a lock. But who knows? There are a lot of openings right now. Do you, have you noticed there's eight? I mean, there's there's a lot going on. I I did a basketball game on Saturday with PJ Carlesimo, John, and he says to me, he's like. What's going on? Like a third of the NFL coaching jobs are open. I was like, yeah, it's a lot. I was like, and the Raiders are probably going to come over. Um, Where's he live? Seattle. Great guy. Um, no, it doesn't feel like a lock. And I think it's they're in a weird spot now. Like how is Dallas? One thing Romo said during the game was the future is now for Dallas. Like the future was the future a few years ago when Dak was still on a rookie contract, but the future is now and I don't know what Dallas does. How does Dallas, if you're them, I would change the coach. I said I would. they, hire, I said they hired the wrong coach last year after week one of the NFL season. Now, I've kind of had to back off of it during the course of this year, but they hired the wrong coach, I think. They're a mess. Um, they're not a button-down operation at all. They don't. I think one thing you can say pretty definitively for Kyle Shanahan is, especially on offense, but I would say this, on defense for the most part, he maximizes the talent. I don't watch Kyle Shanahan teams and think somebody is underachieving. It's why I think the Brandon Ayuk situation at the beginning of this year was so bizarre. Because that's if you're an if you're a receiver, a quarterback, an offensive lineman, a tight end, a running back, whatever you're an agent for one of those guys in the draft, you want Kyle Shanahan to draft your guy. I think if you play defense, you want to be on Kyle Shanahan's football team. Like a lot of guys play, and players seem to maximize their value on the Niners. I agree. And the Cowboys do not op- – like, the Cowboys is just – they don't maximize. They do not maximize their talent level. I, it doesn't feel that way, at least. And I think that's – I would say that's probably one of Kyle Shanahan's calling cards right now is his teams. It felt like if they had missed the playoffs this year, and this is where the line is very thin, they would have underachieved. It's why beating the Rams was such a big deal last week. And this goes back to your original point about just – Margins are thin, guy. <laughs> it's Right? This is why you're saying, like, making the playoffs and then winning a playoff game – You just don't get playoff-level rosters. It's just hard with injuries and just the whole thing is hard. And the Niners have a playoff-level roster. And I think the fact that they were a little up and down, they are very up and down this year, makes this feel kind of crazy. But, you know, there's a reason that people were correctly saying over the last month of the season that I was just aren't a team that you want to see in the playoffs. And uh, that doesn't mean they're going to beat the Packers. It doesn't mean they're going to the Super Bowl. But they just they maximize what they have and Dallas does not. And I and I and I can say now after several years pretty comfortably with Cal Shanahan uh, that he maximizes what he gets. Well his he maximizes his players. And I think that is I mean, that isn't that the definition of a good football coach? Now you gotta yeah. win. That's the number one definition. But
1: it, it but it's back it's why this year was so big. And it's why these last seven days were so big. It really came down to the last seven days. It came down to that second half in and then it came down today kind of holding on because that's what they were doing, is kind of holding on, right? I mean, they they were not. The offense is sputtered. It was clear that Dallas, I mean, I think a big reason that his yards per carry, like he busted a lot of big runs, but toward the end of the game, like I would say that fourth quarter, it was hard for him to get 10, you know. He Who was not about? Elijah Mitchell. Oh, yeah. Like they, they knew what was coming because he was not going to throw the ball. And even when he's in shotgun, they'll just hand it off. And I think Kyle then tried to manipulate it with the two of them back there. He, you know, he'd bring Elijah in motion, and then he'd kind of go like a, like Arena League, bring him back. I think he was just trying to fuck with them, but he was running the same plays over and over, just hoping to be able to get a first down and bleed some clock and just find a way to get to the final element of the game. Because I, I think what you said about Jimmy, the moment he throws a pick, the person he rattles the most is the play caller, who spends all week, who looks like he doesn't sleep, who... You know, just looks like he goes through a lot putting this thing together. Him and McDaniel, and I, I think he, I, I think he gets confident when Jimmy's on in some games. Like I, I think that first quarter, he goes okay, but all it takes is the one throw, and then it, I think it just rattles everybody. And now, and sometimes there's a lead up with Jimmy, right? There's that, there's that ball over the middle that gets tipped and almost, and, and everyone's heart drops. But then there's just the pure pick that I think really throws off the head coach. Because you saw today, like with Dak, like I, Kellen, they, they just call pass plays nonstop, right? They'll just spread it out, throw it. Now, I know they were down, but if you watch the Cowboys all year, like they their strength is all their wide receivers, CD's a stud, Amari's a stud, and they just spread it out and throw it. And that you watch Dak, you're like, well, <laughs> should he really they, be doing it
0: like this? They could, should he they, be could, they, they could use a run game.
1: Should he be playing like this? Like I'm, I'm looking at his numbers. Again, they were down, but... They weren't down 20 points. A lot of the game, they
0: were just down nine points. Like, you could have just just let it play out. They did have that drive after they got down uh, where they ran the ball a lot, and then they ran that uh, kind of play action to, was it CD? It, it, they, feel like, they feel like they should be able, Dallas, to just pick up seven yards at a time in the air. Like, CD and Amari, like, and Schultz, and the other tight end, what's his name, Jarwin? Like, it feels like, you know, dump the ball off to Zeke or Pollard, who can get a screen and go 15. They're just,
1: yeah, man. If I told you coming into the game that CeeDee Lamb would have one catch, I would not have believed you.
0: Well, he wiped out. The two of them got wiped out by penalties. One from his own penalty. I know. What was his penalty? Oh, he wasn't set. He wasn't set. It was the same as the Trent Williams
1: penalty. I I felt like CeeDee Lamb would be a type of guy that would destroy the Niners. I know. And they, I mean, Amari, they did get six the, for six they eight. did get Amari on the one on twenty four where he just I mean that was pitch and catch that was a joke but I but when that happened I'm like God I I think these type of plays are going to be there more often they just never were and part of it like you said is the is the line they are really just I mean Armstead is is playing pretty well and just their other random guys make plays D J Jones makes plays their linebackers fly around they I thought for the most part they really open field tackled well today um, the Cowboys not as well. Now, one huge point of difference is there was a play early in the game when Usechek got on Vanderesh and like shoved him back. Their linebacker play with the Cowboys is that to me is a huge separating factor: Niners linebacking play and Cowboys linebacker play. Vanderesh looked terrible. He just
0: he made the like one. A, he did make the bit one big third down tackle.
1: But there were Debo. just plays earlier in the game when they got down. It's because yeah. he was kind of a. He's not a great space player. If he can just trigger and run right at you, yeah, he's big, he'll make a tackle. But he is not Mr. like fluid in space. Like the one thing with the Niners, all their guys are pretty athletic in the open field. Right? And that 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 saves them just like they gave up a lot of like five-yard completions, but it's like, whatever. That to me is a huge like, okay, that's fine. Because the Niners, when I run for five yards on you, it's like, goddamn, second and five. When you just throw five yards on me, it, it's got the little Texas Tech, like whatever. You're not like demoralizing me. You're just playing pitch and cat, like whatever. If I, if you better not drop one of them, because then all of a sudden it'll be third and six. You
0: and know that what happened Dak's to the Cowboys just, a lot. Dak was fifty three and a half percent. Yeah, he was 23 terrible. Twenty three of forty three. Sacked five times. I think this a is one that of the keys. He Like into. the longest play was thirty eight yards, and that was to Schultz, and that was. Was that the end of the, Was that the play at the end of the game? Was that a thirty eight yard play? Uh, I don't feel like it was, but I got. I don't it. think so either. But anyway, by the way, T.J. Watt just had a scoop, scoop, and score for the Steelers as we're recording. If you're listening to this, you already know what happened in the Steeler Chiefs game, but the Chiefs just double fumbled. <laughs> Who did it, Mahomes? Well, it was no. It looked like it was like a wildcat zone read something. The ball pops, gets picked up, but then tries to get advanced, and then it gets fumbled again, and then T.J. Watt picked it up and scored a touchdown. Do you think we're not anyone do wants it? to
1: see the Steelers win?
0: Yeah, who, uh, who, uh, the Bengals? No, who would, it be, the Bills? It, would be Ste- it be, the Bills?
1: It would be Steelers, Titans, Bills, Bengals. So I guess the Titans want to see them win? Yeah, the Bills would host a playoff game again. Yeah, the Bills want to see the Steelers win for
0: sure. <laughs> Feels like we're a long way away from that. It's 7 nothing, And the number was 12.5, right? That That was big. That game was big. That was big. Number on the Eagles-Bucks game should have been big. Uh, I mean, Debo Samuel feels like he's been around forever. Anything else you want to make a point there on Kyle? Uh, Probably about it. You want to tell the friends about Indeed first before we get into Debo? We could rattle about about stuff all day. This show is brought to you by Indeed, John. Yeah, let's do it. Indeed, Indeed, Indeed it is. Indeed.com slash ham. Yep. Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find
1: quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay guy. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites, hoping to find candidates with the right skills, you need one powerful hiring partner that can help you do it all. Indeed partners with you every step of the hiring process to find great talent. If you need people to hire, go to Indeed.com slash ham. Uh, They'll sponsor your post. You get a short list of quality candidates with Indeed match. You can soon you can sponsor your post, get a short list of quality candidates uh, that uh, with resumes on Indeed that match your job description and you can invite
0: them to apply right away. It's so easy, guy. It's so easy. Get some help. I think the key like the Niners are a great example. Having players that fit your culture, having players that fit your style. But what do teams do before they draft a player? They spend months, years scouting the player. You did it. Talking to a strength and conditioning coach, right? Interviewing people around him, interviewing him, subjecting that player to all kinds of, you know, reviews and tests and evaluations and 40-yard drafts. Indeed gives you just about every evaluation except the 40-yard dash, okay? The right moves can change everything for your squad. And the same goes for for hiring with your company. But who do you trust when you want to make a deep playoff run? If you're hiring... You need. Indeed! Get your star. You're the star quarterback. You need an offensive line. You need a Debo. Find your Debo. Indeed.com slash ham. Yep.
1: Hiring right now with $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash ham. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com slash ham to claim your $75 job credit before March 31st. Indeed.com slash ham. Turns and conditions apply. Need to hire?
0: You need indeed. ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal. Free for a year, you get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year, plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years, been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get ButcherBox.com ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you free for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off either salmon chicken breast or steak tips in every order for free sign up today at butcherbox.com ham and use the code ham to choose your free offer for a year plus get 20 dollars off your first order yeah prize picks is where it's at prize picks America's number one fantasy sports app with more than five million users i've been using it and telling you about it for months it's the most fun and exciting way to to get it on the action while you watch your favorite sports and players. We're not going to talk about my Otani-less season-long pick quite yet on his home run total. You just pick more or less of two or more player stats for a shot to win up to 100 times your cash. For example, this week on Prize Picks, you can go... Anthony Edwards, more than 29 points, and Nikola Jokic, more than 10 rebounds. Playoff time is the time to join because star players mean more on prize picks. Keep an eye out for the starred players on the board, and you could receive a 10% payout boost if they're in your winning lineup. So, right now, download the Prize Picks app and use the code HAM50 for a first deposit match of up to $100. Prize Picks, code HAM50, first deposit match up to $100. Bucks. Price picks, pick more, pick less. It's that easy. What's up, everybody?
1: It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski. Maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code H-A-M save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger fresh for everyone prices and product availability subject to change restrictions apply. See site for details.
0: If we did a, a sleepless night rating on all the players in the NFL, non-quarterbacks. Okay. So the guys that are most likely to give a defensive coordinator a sleepless night, I is going to be really high on that list because he is not a trick play running back, like not only is he an elite receiver, you don't pr- you don't have to prepare for one or two running plays a game from him or some weird trick play from him. And I know he's difficult to defend as a running back because he doesn't just score on you know oh red zone we're at the four let's put Debo back there. I did the quick math, John. His average distance on his scoring touchdowns that are rushes is sixteen yards. So. I think for most teams that probably qualify as an explosive play, a rush play of 16 (laughs) yards. That's his average rushing touchdown distance. The touchdown he ran in today, Sunday, was a little more dramatic than most of his. But they're usually about 15 from the 15 to the 20 kind of, you know, edge (laughs) of the red zone, baby zone, kind of a pitch. Exactly. Weaves it. For those of you who can't see John, who just did the hand gesture kind of weaves it outside, maybe cuts it back, gets a block on the edge, and then beats somebody to the pylon. This one was a little more dramatic, but 16 yards average, and I think it's, what is it now, nine, eight or nine rushing touchdowns this year for Debo, but also an elite receiver. Uh, You can trust him. Like, you know, in any moment, late game, you didn't have any hesitation to when he tries to fight for extra yards. The play on third and 11, the second that play happens, a run play, on third, it was third and eleven, right? Third and eleven with the game on the line. The play that he was at, like, truly an inch short. The second you see that play unfold, you know you got a shot at a first down. You were yelling it as we were watching the play. The second you see that kind of Debo loop, you see the blockers line up, you know that Debo Samuel's going to have the chance to pick it up, and he almost did it. I, I mean, t-
1: technically third and ten, but it felt like, third it, felt ten, like okay. it felt like a long ten.
0: It felt like a long ten. I just if you said. P.T.P. or baby in honor of Dick Vitale, the list of PTPers in the NFL. I mean, he is on the short list.
1: Well, you know what's funny is, and I again, I because you have if you have Comcast, you get free Peacock. Watch the the Montana doc is really awesome, and you know I I've lived you know day, born and raised in Davis California the Forty ers I mean it was. I actually understand watching this. I wish my my dad was still around because he was adamant till his dying days how good fucking Joe Montana was. And when you don't live through it, your natural inclination. When I was a kid, I, I argued young and definitely in his later years, we argued like Brady. You watch that and you realize like Joe was a stone cold killer. But there was like this core group of guys that were just all time Niners. And until Dwight Clark, like Dwight Clark was never on the level of Ronnie Lott or Jerry Rice, but he was equally as important when you talk to him, just like with fans. Like he was just a core member. Dwight Clark was a member of the crew and like a core, like four or five of the guys. And Debo to me is just already an all-time 49er, you know? Like I, I, I wouldn't put him like Rice, Lott, Montana, young level yet, but it's I don't know, I've never seen anything like it. And part of it is like, I'm so glad that he's on this team that is kind of known historically for being like, just having progressive offenses and doing things that people haven't seen because that's what they were doing back in the 80s. And I feel Debo is kind of Kyle's member of, because Jerry didn't show up. I think sometimes you forget this, but like they had already won a couple Super Bowls. (laughs) And and Freddie Solomon, sneaky baller. But Debo is just... I don't even know. I mean, there's just there's not much precedent for his comp. W- what is he? Even he said, Grant asked him on Friday, like, what are you? He laughed. He said he was a wide back. And he's smart. You do not say back wide or something. You put wide receiver first. You got contract negotiation. But I think he takes pride in it. And it's clear, like, there ain't going to be an argument on him. Like, he's just, he's going to get, to me, the, the, the conversation starts around Amari's number. Right? Five for a hundred, sixty guaranteed. Like that's just like the starting point. Uh, but he's not he's not Devontae Adams. You know, and Devontae is one of the greatest, and he's we'll see him this week. I means he's, he's gonna Devontae's gonna go down as a Hall of Famer. And Debo might as well too, but Devontae's an outside wide receiver. Like Debo is doing things. How many wide receivers? Keenan Allen and, and Devontae too. You couldn't they couldn't do what Debo's doing. They could not do it. I would say the only guy and he's on the I turned off the TV but Tyreek can do some things that you can put him in the backfield and he can play running back. He did as a Jamar Chase in college. His body type
0: feels like he could. He's 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 stouter, you know watching him this year than I than I realized. I um when you say Tyreek think it's about, kind of just short, stout, but he's so fast. Yeah, I he, yes. They're di- you they're a little different, right? In that Debo's a little more physical. Tyree chief storm chief, chief storm back <laughs> <laughs> um you know i think back to the thursday night game we talked about aj brown or or depot right like kyle shanahan would rather have Debo, and i think he fits in the category of square peg square hole or round peg round hole he and kyle shanahan are such a match and a coach's job is to find what a player does well and maximize it but I mean, this is a match between a player and a coach that, that is just too perfect. You know, this, we might be watching the most perfect player for Kyle Shanahan that Kyle Shanahan will ever coach. Well, for example, back to the Montana
1: doc, like Joe Montana really made Bill Walsh. Like, does Jimmy make Kyle? Or like you said, is Debo kind of making Kyle? Like nice, really Debo. getting to see what, what he's been able to do. Like how many coaches would have this in the bag? I just I don't know many because part of it, guy. Most of these guys that we talk about, these offensive guys, they don't love running the football. Like deep down to his core, being Kyle Shanahan loves running the football, loves it. Like it's it's his favorite thing to do. It's called a run play. And even today, like I'm watching the game today, thinking Kyle even and he did it with Debo a couple times. Like when you have a lot of edge speed and the Cowboys, they have elite edge speed. They have all these defensive ends who are good in space. They're athletic. They're fluid. It's hard to run your tosses to the edge because they're fast, explosive, big. They can shed blocks. And it was hard, right? It was hard to get going. But but you just keep cracking. You keep cracking and eventually maybe get a crack in their armor. Where I think a lot of other coaches, they just would throw the toss. They would stop running the toss, right? They would stop trying to get to the edge. But it's such a big part of Kyle's... Just it's it's his play. It true with this team. Like he's they've had different plays before, more of a stress zone with Moser, but they they I think he feels very comfortable pitching it to Debo and and, and Mitchell. And uh, I saw that McDaniel's went on a rant about the pitch sometimes that's not a pitch but just a direct pitch and why you do it to stop and and they, they they've they've added these elements to everything, but Debo's ability to do that is. It it makes sense why Mitchell can right. Mitchell's a really good running back, and running backs can do that play. I just do, it's crazy how comfortable is this nineteen is doing that. Like it, yeah. I, we know how good he is running the slant route, breaking tackles, getting in the open field. Now Iuke is starting to look like a little skinnier version of Debo in the open field. But goddamn, how's he so comfortable running the football? I, I don't get it. I I've been watching football for a living now for over a decade. Never seen a player like this.
0: And you can't say, well, he was a running back in high school because most guys were running backs. one is. Know, yeah. <laughs> he was a running back in high school. Um, uh, he, I think he likes it. He had 25 rushes his entire four-year. He was a four-year player at South Carolina, Debo Samuel, in college. So it's not like, you know, it, this was a visual projection for the Niners. And, you know, he has been, he's not been running the ball like this, but he, they ran him 14 times as a rookie. I would imagine most of that was, you know, kind of end arounds. If we went back and looked, I don't remember a lot of this type of Debo running his Wait, rookie. Wait, you weren't
1: watching South Carolina, Kentucky? In, no, no I'm, uh, talking
0: about, I'm talking about his, sorry, I said freshman year. I meant his rookie year in the NFL. In 19, he, he had 14 rushes.
1: Remember, he'd have a lot of those coming in motion really fast yeah. and they'd hand it to him really quick. That was a yeah. go to play that they yeah. probably ran. How many said? 14? 14. 14. 159 yards for those touchdowns,
0: days. by the way. <laughs> so Kyle's like, great, 10 yards a carry with this guy? Um, I think his comp is Draymond Green. Now, he does a thing, like at the most elite level, right? Which is he was third in the in the in the NFL in total yards this year, Debo Samuel. But I think what you're starting to see is like Draymond, a lot of people are gonna get comped to him without actually doing it as well as he does it. It's hard to be – what's the saying? Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. They're, Draymond Green's an exception to that, right? Oh, he's not a great outside shooter, but for the most part, what makes him so special is that he's so good at the multitude of things that he does. I saw him score 32 points game seven, 2016. He hit like eight of nine threes. That's right. He was on fire. You know, I think Draymond – I saw somebody tweet, and I don't know if it was in relation to the Bengal game to Jamar Chase – but did he has a like, bad disc? Did you see that? A sneaky did, drop by I the Warriors today? Mid-49er
1: game, they just threw that out there. It's like, you sneaky bastards. You can't.
0: <laughs> I did see that. But I, somebody tweeted, like, every guy, run, so, uh, player runs a, a jet sweep. Broadcaster. Reminds me a lot of Debo. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that was a Jamar Chase. I don't know. who. But to me, I see it a lot in basketball with Draymond. Where, like, there's always, if you go back, remember Denzel Valentine, every 6'8 guy that rebounds is like, you know, who, who's your game? Like, oh, I'm like Draymond like, yeah, but the thing that makes Draymond special is there's only one guy who really pulls it off to the degree that he does. And there's just, you like you said, you can take a running back and put him in the back, a receiver, put him in the backfield and run some plays for him, but he still has to be as good at it as Debo. 16 yards per rushing touchdown is what Debo averages with multiple explosive rushing touchdowns. He's just so unique, and I think what makes him unique is we're going to I mean, we're already seeing it. Like, there's going to be a lot of talk about this guy can be that. It really probably is what Kyle envisioned with Jalen Hurd, right? Um, and it he, just he, he,
1: he clearly wants to have a chess piece that can do both because then he can. It's not like he wants to replace his running back. He wants to use them both so you don't know what's coming, right? Because you really saw that today with Mitchell where they would go that set where Jimmy's in the shotgun, they're both next to him. And you're like, well, he could throw wheel routes to them both. He could hand it off to either guy. Either guy can kind of lead block because they're both physical. It does add an element to the offense that it's pretty stupid, right? Because we're hyping up Debo, and rightfully so. Elijah Mitchell's a really good runner, too. I mean, he's a he's a natural downhill, breaking tackles. Emmett Smith at all? Uh, I mean, I, I, didn't Emmett win a Heisman and was pretty good all-time leading rusher?
0: Yeah, but I well, mean... They were, they were never going to give Elijah the Heisman, John. They never gave him a chance to win it. To have a to
1: have a game where you run... God, the Niners ran for 170 yards today. 169 to be exact, but... What a... Uh, I mean, Debo, 72 yards? This team... But this is where, like, I think a lot of... And I know you were tweeting or texting me, and people were like, where's Kittle? Where's Kittle? Part of what makes Kittle such a great player is, like... When they're running the ball down your throat, him and 44 are cracking skulls <laughs> and, and and hiding the edge. Like You couldn't do what they're doing without those two guys. And like you are also defending Kittle the whole time in the pass game. Wouldn't you say part of the deal with the Cowboys is like, well, why don't they run the ball more? Well, yeah, they got five offensive linemen, but they don't really have a fullback. And their two tight ends just kind of look like receiving tight ends. How about the play when they put two offensive linemen in the backfield? That was sweet. <laughs> that was. I was like, "Why don't you guys do this more often?" <laughs> and then I realized if one of those guys rolls an ankle, you just lose a guy immediately. It's probably a little risky, but I did like that play, and I'd imagine Kyle was like, uh, "Hey, Mike, uh, make a note of that thing. Can we get a still shot of that for uh,
0: the plane ride home?" <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do whatever they just tried to do, but I'm gonna do it better. Although the play worked, it did for the work. Cowboys. Um. Yeah, I, just, I, I just... What is Debo's comp? I just... Does somebody said Anquan, he's faster than... He's just more unique than Anquan. You know, he kind of looks... I understand he looks like Anquan physically, but... Yeah, I mean, he, I think you've seen more guys like him in college where, like, one player has a physical superiority over everybody else, but this is the National Football League, John. Yeah. National Football League. I don't know. who Who... Somebody mentioned Percy Harvin.
1: Well, I do think that the contract negotiation, he's become more running back. They're going to, you just know the way the Niners work. I mean, he's, if I'm Debo, like, stop calling me a running back. Do not call me a running back. You can, you, hey, Kyle, you keep handing me the ball, but, you know, in about two months, you know, my, my agent's going to meet Parag at the, at hotel whatever in Indianapolis, and I don't ever want you to bring up the word running back because we well, talk the problem
0: about. Problem is they're going to be like, well, our projections—you are going you're gonna to get hurt in the next two years when we up your twenty-five carries a game. Percy would have died to be this good in the NFL. Eric says Debo's comp is a bowling ball. <laughs> One For thing Darryl that Niners- Patterson, even though he's a running back now.
1: This this is where this crew of guys deserves you know Kyle and John as they've just littered this team with just impact dudes. It's why it's honestly why Jerry doesn't get totally shit on as a GM because you watch the team you're like God they got a lot of good players right. It's not it's not like they're undermanned with talent. The Niners talent to beat the Cowboys today you needed talent everywhere and then they're without two happy. of their
0: first round, their most recent first rounders right. Who's that? McGlinchey and Kinlaw
1: glitchy you know, is he, we notice him, but Kinlaw, yeah, I mean, they've you're you're out your right tackle. You drafted ninth. I think would they like a redo on that?
0: Yes, maybe. Yes,
1: but Kinlaw, you could just always use enormous defensive linemen, right? I mean, it's,
0: even though you don't really notice him being gone, he's got to play. They, yeah, well, they're de- they're dealing, but it's, my point is just like they have created so much depth with you know, talent that they are down two of their, two of their first rounders and they still are not, you know, sometimes you lose a couple of first rounders and it looks like a team is lacking first rounders. But.
1: Well, here's what I would say to me, this win of Kyle's three playoff wins, Minnesota, green Bay. And this was the most impressive. Would you agree there? Just the way they had to do it. Yeah. It on was the road. The, I
0: mean, it was the, it was the diciest game, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, it kicked the shit out of those two teams, especially green Bay.
0: This team... this. It's funny, you don't get credit for kicking the shit out of somebody. You know, because it's like, oh, well, it wasn't that good of a game anyway. I I think
1: this Dallas team, like that Green Bay team was dramatically better the following year,
0: aka last year. Yeah, yeah.
1: This Dallas team was better than those two teams. Because remember that Green Bay team, they drafted Jordan Love three months later for a reason. Like It looked like Aaron was slipping. They were weird. I think the way we think about them two years later is dramatically different than they were that in a vacuum. And Minnesota, no one took seriously. Even though it's like... Diggs, who you hear uh, Phil Sims, he's like, nice to have money. And they're like, how did Diggs just, is he just in Buffalo? That's not an easy flight. Even private jet, what do you think that is? Like three hours? That's a, that's a trek. Dallas is not close to the Northeast. Like it's pretty far.
0: Yeah. Did he left last night? I guess he probably had time to get there today. Yeah. I mean, it's, he probably
1: left this morning. I was thinking in Buffalo, like, did, did you throw a party last night? Like if you're Josh
0: Allen? Pretty late. Late and you just your game's about to you know, you gotta you gotta start getting ready for your next game. Although you don't, you really don't know, know who you're gonna play. You don't play. know who
1: you're playing to you see Treatment. Zach Taylor. The Bengals went out. Zach Taylor went to a bar, gave the ball to the to the to the bar, like everyone's sitting there, like this game's this ball's for you, Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Just hit the bars after playoff wins if you're like this thing with like Kyle and McVeigh's crew. It's like I don't know if they're just tapping out and going to bed. You know, it's not, it's not like they got, you know, their, their three grandkids are coming over. It's like, we're 39. Like, let's go hit the town.
0: <laughs> McDaniel and Soder. Who's Soder? Uh, Dan Soder. You know, the uh, the guy who used to Mac McDaniel's childhood friend, the comedian. Oh, Billions. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. How funny is that relationship? And that guy's a it's diehard Niner funny. fan? Pretty funny. Uh, a couple other things from the game. You know, Bosa, Warner, special teams. Where do we begin, John? <laughs> Let's start with special teams. You I mean, texted well, me at one point during the game. The punt before the fake punt. You're like, a fake punt's coming. Guaranteed. Which, it really, when you think about it, it'd be malpractice not to stress the Niners could, special teams. You could,
1: couldn't you could feel a fake punt coming today? Right? Because Did they were going to need that? it, right? Yeah. They were going to need it. He had, I mean, Bromo's jerking them off all game, talking about how they completed four of them this year. I mean, it's something Bones Jones is just watching with the Rams like they run fake punts when they completed the fake punt. I mean, let's face it. The special teams today. I even text you like let's go over all the things. It was they catch every single punt at the five yard line like the rule of thumb in my experience around NFL coaches is like the 10 or 12 yard line. You let the ball hit because it's going to bounce into the end zone. You don't catch the ball. You don't fair catch the ball at the five, six, seven yard line.
0: It doesn't make and, any sense. And watching football, I think we can pretty much confirm everyone basically stands with their heels on the ten and fair catches or lets it bounce. Yeah, lets it go.
1: So they they do that all game long. So every single one of their drives. But okay, let's. I don't even want to jump the shark. Tony Romo said that Kyle Shanahan told him. You tweeted Feeley. it out. What Feeley did he said. say? What did he say
0: after the roughing the kicker? Feely said, you know, I talked we talked to Kyle Shanahan, he told us, we're not trying to win the game on special teams. We're just trying not to lose it, which is you, not a vote of confidence. Do you think a lot of coaches talk like that? You've you've no. been in these meetings.
1: No. Would they mention That is insane to say that out loud.
0: No, what they always say is it's all about all three phases. They don't go, it's really about two phases and then just not peeing down our leg in the third phase. So he's he's not even hiding
1: it anymore, telling Jay Feely who's a special teams guy, which I would imagine like my coach is saying that over the years. Hopefully not. They catch the punts all the whole game. I mean, every single one of their drives started at the five yard line because the guy literally caught it at the five fucking yard line. They rough the punter and the fake punt. They literally have punts on a fourth
0: and 20, by the way.
1: And Josh Norman just sprints. Go. Where was he going? Where was he going?
0: I don't know. They didn't have. They only got one replay of that play, and it was from behind. You can't really see, but I think it was clear. I texted you right away. The Niners. You could see it as soon as the play started. The Niners were prepared for the fake. Yeah, they were prepared for the fake. No one rushed. No one retreated. Everyone just sat there. But Josh Norman was in single coverage. I don't even know who that. Who was that out there? Was a good throw by Brian Anger. Great throw. Uh, Well, I mean, the guy was open by fifty. Even if he was playing as a gunner. He was 50, he was 10 yards off of the guy. I don't I, I understand.
1: Feel, I feel like this gotten personal. It's obviously become a thing on social media. I had a couple people that are on other NFL teams that followed me on Twitter. Like, I'm ready for your Hightower tweet. I'm like, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm not. When you think it's coming, that is, that's when I stop. Like, it's, it's now. Like, I feel like I'm kicking the dead horse here. Like, I, listen, this guy, Hightower's made a lot of money, so who knows? You know, he makes, I would imagine, he might make a million dollars a year. It's a going rate for special teams coach. I, there's no way they can bring him back, right?
0: It just you Not just watch the way that. Yeah, wouldn't shock oh, me would. if he's still on the staff. But what's he? What would he be doing? Carrying? Well, I don't the, know. Boombox? There's, there's made up. <laughs> <laughs> there's made up positions on every staff. So you know, you just pay a guy, have him do something else. It's Happens pretty crazy. You would agree, though. It's it's nuts how every game consistently it's like that glaring. Yeah, because, because you said you said this after the Seattle loss in Seattle when they ran that was it Travis Homer fake is they've become a mark on special teams. Their special teams have become part like if you're the Packers and you don't have something next week, they're bad on special teams, too. Here's the thing about the, the Cowboys special team. And I, I love this about special teams coaches. They're mad scientists. They have all this time to the crazy thing about that play is the Cowboys nailed it and then screwed it up. What, what were they doing? What were they doing? They, I mean, get they got the Cowboys got greedy. They like have the shot of the sideline and Bones is like, stay out there, stay out there. And what Roma, were they trying to do? Get Kyle to call timeout. Romo was all over it. They were trying to get Kyle to call a timeout. And what's you know Kyle very smartly is like, okay, you guys want to run a play with Brian Anger in the slot? <laughs> Go ahead, Five. So then, like, all right, guys, stay out there. Then they rush him off. Rush the next group on, and then they get a delay of game. So this is the luck this is why you were lucky to be playing Niners took it but you're lucky to be playing the Cowboys today cuz they are not a button-down operation they're, they're mojo moments they're not ready for the mojo moments even when they're ready for the mojo moments it was it was bad
1: like you said too they the kickoffs they were clearly trying to get the 49ers to Kick. They were trying to kick it off right between the five and the and the yard and the goal line, so the guys would return it. They are clearly Hightower is the Niners' mark. They are. He's one hundred percent the Niners' mark, and it's crazy that like, I would imagine everyone on the sideline is screaming, "Punt safe, punt safe," and you can say, "Well, fucking Josh Norman's on the players." Why always in every single one of their units are there several guys that don't know what to do? have no clue clearly Josh Norman's a good example he has been benched he is no longer playing on defense so what have they done like hey Josh you're grown up this is pro sports like you have to play on special teams which for a large part of his career he never did he goes over these scenarios you would think in practice doesn't he tell whoever the punt returner is Benjamin do not catch the ball I'll even give you a benefit of the doubt it happens one time the next time bro let it go does he not say anything to the players? I, I I'm so glad Jay Feely said it. I mean Kyle admitted it. Like yeah, he basically said reading between the lines on that comment, our special teams suck so much ass. I'm on the sideline because I'm the play caller as well, and I'll be honest, I don't know that much about special teams. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it doesn't royally fuck us. I
0: would <laughs> when I heard that I thought I would not try to return punts. No, I would I would scrap it all. I would do everything the most basic level, and I possible. certainly wouldn't try to block punts.
1: No blocking punts. Just let them punt it away. I'd run punt safe every
0: single time. No more trying to block punts, especially when you have a lead. Okay, yeah, they were up multiple scores. <laughs> I just the 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 play just popped up in my timeline. <laughs> Josh Norman's playing the slant or something. I don't I don't even know what. Like he's going the other direction. He takes off toward like Lubbock, Texas. Where, where does he go? He
1: he goes at an angle. It'd be one thing, right, if he just bailed. If he just bailed. He went at like, a, at like a 45 degree angle somewhere. Like, what is he doing? But that falls back on the most basic elements of the profession. You just tell someone. Like, hey bro, do you know what you're doing on this plate? We're running punt safe. You just stay next to him. You just stay next to him. Because w- what's a punt gonna be? They're either gonna run it up the middle. Our guys are ready for that. You don't you don't have to worry about the run out here, right? You just have to worry about this one guy who might catch a pass from their punter. Not not Aikman, not Romo, not Dak. The punter is going to throw it, and he just sprint it. I mean, I that's the one thing I've never seen. Guy is a, the angle in which the guy takes off on. You wouldn't take that angle in a normal punt because you would go straight. Well, again,
0: if it was punt coverage, he was not blocking the gunner. What was he doing? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I I uh, more likely to be the Niner special teams coordinator next year, Brad Seely or Rich Basaccia I would I would go for Rich. Yeah, Feels Rich, like
1: Brad, I, Vic, you know, Har- Harms gets the band back together.
0: That's got so, that feeling. So Rich, yeah. Then Rich, I would think. You know, there's always this Stanford Raiders. I know the Raiders have moved, but nonetheless, Stanford Raiders, Cal, Bill Musgrave's their OC Niners. There's just this rotation of guys who are like, you yeah. know. Got a house in a nice area. I'd love to come back. <laughs> and they're just all, they're just around. So I, I, I know Sealy's been out of the game for a couple of years, but um, I don't know who Harbaugh's shortlist is, but that's going to be a. Yeah.
1: Harbaugh has, I'm going back to the league and I'm getting the group back together written all over him. Yeah. W- when is
0: Harbaugh's press conference? Wednesday?
1: Well, uh, remember, he got in trouble. So he's going to do, he'll interview. Uh, you know, T Martin again come Tuesday, and then
0: Harbaugh will be announced Thursday. Uh, we interviewed Charles Woodson. Uh, actually, we interviewed Charles during the uh, Week 17 game, just in the suite. We talked <laughs> yeah. to Charles, so um, we're good there. Yeah, they, we saw the Texans win Heinz Ward. We said, screw
1: it. We'll just, uh, we'll just, wait, interview, the Texans uh, <laughs> interviewed Heinz Ward? Yeah, you might have missed that yesterday. They interviewed Heinz Ward. What's Heinz doing? Uh, Florida Atlantic wide receiver coach, I think. I also think everyone's shitting on him. I think he's interviewing people for, like, other positions. Like, he's just utilizing this. Yeah. I don't think he's interviewing Heinz Ward to be his head coach, but I think he's using, utilizing this to get it get in front of some guys. Uh, I thought Brian Flores is the heavy favorite to be the head coach. Harbaugh, I think, is the favorite to be the Raiders head coach. Well, he's, my, he's my favorite. Uh, Harbaugh, Harbaugh's favorite coming. Raiders. I mean, Harbaugh. I expect.
0: I mean, again, I'll say this. The initial report from Bruce Feldman was Harbaugh. And then the, the immediate thought was add, is this just leverage to use for the Michigan contract extension, which tick, 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 tick. He still doesn't. Chip Kelly signed an extension. Jim Harbaugh Jim's still back. doesn't have his back. Chip, chip's back. Yeah. Jim has not signed an extension yet. So if he's using the Raiders for leverage, uh, you know, which has been done before, um, he hasn't done it yet. Uh, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, you know, that'll be big stories this week. Obviously, Huge, massive stories this week. Uh, I think the same way we said you can't beat the Cowboys without Trent Williams, you cannot beat the Packers without probably both those guys. Certainly, I would say but without both of them. You need Bosa and Fred Warner to go win in Green Bay.
1: I think clearly they avoided a disaster with Fred Warner because, like we said earlier, when he was laying on the field, which at least the, the video pain. shot they had with him in pain, it looked like he was gripping his knee, and I think everyone thought – Twelve months, you know, he's gone. I I'm just thinking, guy, we're this is middle of January. I'm starting doing the math. I'm like, holy shit. See ya. But to me, the the Bosa thing, he got he got rocked. I mean, he got hit hard. I who knows? You know, I I you just who you know, the these you have no clue. You Did know, Fred I think we will have some off the idea. Field? Uh, they didn't show him coming off the field. They definitely showed him walking behind the uh, the sideline. Clearly, he got a concussion, and they he couldn't pass, and they didn't let him come back out. But yeah. now it's just can he can he clear before? Because uh, if he clears, he'll play. If he can't, he won't.
0: And they their D line's good with him. They're very good. It, you know, I don't whatever. It's just, I'm probably making some making a point just to make a point. I mean, maybe it matters if you play Saturday or Sunday. In this case, ideally. Given you got two of your star players on defense, you'd like to play Sunday, right? Not play on a short week if you're the Niners, but... I think like they're going to play Saturday to... night, even though you I want so? them to play Sunday. Well, why do you think that?
1: Uh, Well, I guess they just played Sunday, not that that matters. Well, I don't know, they just put the best game... I mean, the best rating game is... You're right, Saturday night is not... The, the best rating game is Sunday afternoon. And the games this week are at twelve and three thirty. So you could easily just put them at Fox at twelve o'clock, couldn't you? With Buck and Aikman, wouldn't you just go Chiefs Bills Saturday night?
0: Yeah. So you'd go. You'd go. Obviously, you'd go Bengals.
1: Bengals Titans
0: Saturday afternoon. Bengals Titans, yeah.
1: Which is sneaky. Everyone's going to talk shit about it. Not terrible. I'm interested. Henry's back. Fantastic. Joe Burrow. I like him.
0: Well, I think bro, I think the Bengals can win that game. Right, I mean, I'm not. I'm not on a limb here.
1: Well, because you, you, you can't, you can't go the Monday night. team. Whoever wins that game on Saturday night, they're out. No, can't do it. So that game to me, Bucks versus the winner of that is on Sunday. So then yep. you just go. It's just. So do they usually try
0: games. to mix NFC and AFC? We eh, were talking I about. That. I think I feel like I they
1: do, but I don't think it mattered. They didn't this week. So yeah, but there's more games this week. Feels like they would want Packers Niners Sunday afternoon. That's what it feels like, right? Yeah. That
0: yeah. is the play. Would that be the biggest rating game?
1: Yes. I Even though I think Bills Chiefs is going to be big. Bills
0: Chiefs would be big.
1: I don't Bucks. want it Saturday night. I'm just, I'm a little nervous that it's going to be Saturday night.
0: Yeah. Listen to the chat, guys. Has it already been scheduled? What, what is going on here? Bills at Chief is this a prediction from JJ? Bills at KC Sunday night. LA Arizona at Tampa Bay Sunday. I know you can't put the Rams or Cards on Saturday. That much we know. Yeah, I don't. We don't know. But why wouldn't? I guess the question is historically, it would make sense before your conference championship game for both teams to play the week before on the same day. But it feels to me like normally it's the opposite. That you get one AFC, one NFC game on Saturday, and the same on Sunday. Okay, those were you got, a,
1: you got a basketball game Saturday night?
0: No, I'm, I'm I'm free. I just Sunday. I like the extra day. I, like I do the too. Appetizer. Listen, I
1: I think the 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 move is probably just go both the AFC games on Saturday and then the NFC games on Sunday. But I do. Would do they want to blow Brady and Packers Niners all in one day when you can kind of spread it out? Do they even uh, care? I don't know. You're right. Sunday is a much better consuming day for the NFL than Saturday, and Saturday's not bad.
0: Saturday's good, but it's just Sunday more. people. Saturday people, you know, just a few your casuals are just getting stuff done. Not me, not me. I'll be here. They can count on me. I'll be, I'll be locked and loaded, whatever time they want to play the game. But you know,
1: the Cowboys head coach Mike McCarthy on the decision to run a quarterback draw in the final play of the game. You know, we felt good about that. We talked to our analytics guys, that's the play they recommended, so we went with it. Process over results. That's what we always say. I, guy, there is, is nothing that what Jerry bothers says? me.
0: You think Jerry says that?
1: Th- there is nothing bothers me more process over results when you lose in a results-oriented business. Like that—that that is the dumbest, that, uh, ESPN.com might jerk you off for that statement, but that is a moronic comment. that That is just, that's just so
0: dumb. <laughs> Well, my question is like, how do you how did you even get through that process in that moment of the game to have that level of a conversation among that many people in that situation? Like you can't say it was the best option and the right decision when the you lost the game. It didn't work. So maybe you didn't maybe you hadn't repped it well enough. It it failed. It failed. I'd also say with whatever they had, 14
1: seconds, a lot was going on, so at the time, I didn't quite know what was going on, but looking back, that's pretty risky, right? Especially the way they were going to play. They're going to give you 10 yards. Like you said, the refs are all on the corners. That's, looking back, that was a very, very risky play. The, the, The return on investment on that play, given that, Time, you don't have a timeout. To me, a timeout, no-brainer. No timeout. Because would def- you say that calling games under 18 seconds is always risky, middle of the field? Because basically, it just comes into a middle of a completion, middle of the field completion. To me, isn't the rule like 17, 18 seconds? It usually is like, that's about as far as you go, just because those, it gets dicey. I feel like just as a consumer watching games on my couch. Yeah,
0: yeah. If, if the college is different. College is different.
1: Yeah, I mean, college is different because you, you, he would have got the clock would have stopped. In the right. pros, the clock doesn't stop, and then clearly, yeah, I mean, I guess I, I got to put some on Dak. He kind of freaked. You have to hand it to the ref. That's it's football one on one in the NFL. You hand it to the ref, right? Hand it to the ref. He uh, spotted the ball.
0: So Dak, I mean, Dak ran for seventeen yards to the twenty-four yard line, right? He did not need to run for 17 yards. That play occurred short left. So there were 14 seconds on the clock. I, you, 14 seconds, you cannot run a 17-yard play with 14. The, the ball was like the Niners called a timeout before that play, right? So there's 14 seconds on the clock when they snap the ball. I can't imagine they told Dak to run for 17 yards. With fourteen just seconds left,
1: well, the Niners, their defense, they gave him so much uh, green turf. He just kept on going. He's like, "Shit,
0: I get it." Going, I, but I, to me, like, maybe do you try to get to the sideline there? I don't know if he have back could have. We could. I don't think it. he could have got to the sideline.
1: But I think where they got destroyed is there was just no one around him, and Dak just kept going. And I think those extra three or four steps clearly cost them the game. Because even if he would have taken, let's say, instead of 17, 14, 14 yards, just a couple less steps, they would have got it off. Because what did he miss it by? Half a second? a second? yeah. Yeah, not even. So I think the Niners' weird prevent defense thing they had going on, which I, they were kind of adapting on the fly. At first, they were like, no deep passes. And they were like, no sidelines. They didn't really know what to do. It's pretty clear. It's not yeah, like they I, had George Seifert calling their defenses. They were... That one was like, "Are we sure we want to be doing this? Do it again, you know, change it up." <laughs> they changed their prevent defense mid-drive. I, I've never seen that because they didn't well, like do pressures; they just changed the defense. But it was all prevent.
0: It's like in the it's like football coaches have figured just about everything out except for how to end a football game. Coaches know how to get leads. Coaches know how to play from behind. I don't think the sport has figured out how to end a game, just how to end it. You know, like trying to leave a party, and you're saying bye to 17 people. The next, you know, you've been there for another 45 minutes. I I, I hate that. I don't. The football people don't know how to leave the leave. How do I escape? You know, you got constantly, constantly. It. You see it. We saw it today. We saw it last week. You see it all the time. All right, we've got the ball. They have three timeouts. We're trying to end the game. We're trying to win the game, but we're trying to get them to use their timeouts. And you play a complete different sport with like two minutes and 40 seconds left in a game where you're just playing the clock. (laughs) It's a different sport than you play the rest of the game where you're just you're trying to get yards. Now you're kind of trying to get yards, but you're also trying to get them to use their timeouts. But, you know, the math like, you know, these run players are going to take like four seconds off the clock and then they're going to call a timeout. And we're just accepting that we're going to give them the ball back with whatever the time is. Right. So they don't know how to. People don't quite know what to do there. Like even Kyle ran a sweet play on third and ten with Debo, but there's no. The the way the Rams did it last week was you know obviously cost them. And then this the prevent defense thing is like nobody knows what to do. Nobody the the, the Earth has not. We have put people on the moon. We cannot figure out how to play defense at the end of the game. To the point that like you said, we don't even blame defensive coordinators for doing it. Like yeah, just give it fifteen. Give another fifteen. Get it like the field is three hundred yards long. The field they got like eighty yards to go. There's just fifteen yards. Stop the clock. Fifteen. Stop the clock. Fifteen. Stop the clock. And that's where I go back
1: to the Cowboys. Might have been a fake quote. Might have been a fake quote. Might have got to do, but still. What by what? J- just that uh, the process
0: over results. I, I'm not sure that he said that. I'm okay, to but nonetheless, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's it, it doesn't change my point, which is that. I, again, we don't even blame coaches for not knowing how to do it because it is really challenging, but it's like you'll get the way you play the game, the whole game. You stop doing it. You held this team to what they have seven points at halftime. Yeah, right. One of the most explosive offenses. Seven. One of the most explosive offense. Now, I get it because you just what happens to you when you play normal defense, you might get beat over the top with a bomb. It's happened to the Niners.
1: guy. They had seven points midway through the fourth quarter. Yeah, just, they
0: were not. They were not scoring any. They were not doing anything until Jimmy threw that pick. They, they were me, not. I, I'm not blaming D'Amico. I'm, I'm just not. I just we don't have a good way to do. It. No one has figured it out yet.
1: Well, should they have just run normal defenses, or is that too you risky? Know,
0: I think it's pretty risky given they're given the the proclivity to give up a one on one bomb. I knew this. I, I was you and I both on the fourth down were like, "Do not blitz! Do not blitz!" And they yeah, did uh, it, and it worked. I think.
1: It's different than going prevent defense with a buck forty left, even if you got to go seventy. They had thirty seconds left, no timeouts. So you're just thinking like we. Pre- it's impossible. Like and then and then Romo's like, well, if they just get ten yards every four seconds, start doing the math. You're like, God, they're just. Then they start getting like back to back ten yards. You like start doing the math. You're like, maybe they can't. What? No. And then that's why I think he had to adapt because I, I do think it was the right play based on the time. They had to go the entire field. They needed a touchdown, and they had no timeouts. Where I think they screwed up is you got to keep them in bounds. Twenty-five yard play does not kill you if you tackle them in bounds. They got out of bounds multiple times. Well, John, they had
0: their first play uh, was the kind of like the trick play, and that that took uh, that took eight seconds. So from thirty-two, they got the ball with thirty-two seconds left. Okay at their own 20. So you're right. Like, prevent makes a lot of sense. They run the trick play for nine yards, eight seconds. Then they go Tony Pollard for 10 yards to midfield. That play took six seconds. Then they go Schultz for nine yards. That play took four seconds. Like the plays were getting faster. Um, and, then, and then the DAC play. So the DAC play was the longest play of the whole drive. It took up the most time of the whole drive was the run.
1: But it kept him in bounds.
0: Because it kept him in bounds, yeah.
1: That That's where, to me, that the drive, why everyone was about to have a heart attack, or as I, on several text threads, I think I'm going to have an ulcer, is because you just have to keep him in bounds. You, you could have given up a 30-yard play. But it was like, are they just going to let these guys just get 15 yards and go out of bounds, or 12 yards and get out of bounds? Like, that was kind of crazy. It wasn't even anyone close to him. That was one of the when more... they lined up. I've never seen... <laughs> they looked like ushers at a wedding. Like, why is everybody lined up down the side? <laughs> they they freaked out mid-drive. I, they they were discombobulated
0: for sure. And maybe their discombobulation, if that's a word, threw off the Cowboys. Well, this is what I was going to say. is the good news with Dallas. If you, did, if you were that kind of unsure, uncommitted against a really good team, it would bite you. The good thing with Dallas is they just... They are two steps forward, one step back as a team. They just can't get out of their own way sometimes. And this is why I say, like, they won. The Niners won the game. It was impressive. What they've done is really impressive. But part of it is they played today. They played that team, that team. And yeah. and the Niners are, for the most part, a buttoned-down like they know what they're doing offensively. They know what they're doing defensively. They know what their deficiencies are, and they try to stay away from them. Dallas is not that.
1: It's going to be harder for Dallas next year. First place schedule. uh, Division will still not be very good unless Howie trades for Deshaun Watson. Mike Zimmer is the coach. Four.
0: How about Mike Zimmer for the Cowboys?
1: D.C.? No, head coach. Did you see the story that came out of Mike Zimmer? No. I guess like Wednesday going into the last week of the season, you know, like Wednesday is usually the first day the players get in. I guess he went on this weird like diatribe. In his team meeting about all the incidents that have happened to him in his coaching tenure for the Vikings that have gone wrong, like Adrian Peterson whipping the boy, uh, Teddy Bridgewater's leg falling off, you know, uh, just all these you know specific things. And I guess the players were like, "Is this guy making a? P- What's going on here?" I guess it was really weird. It is weird. But Kirk I Cousins. think when you know, Kirk, when you
0: know you're going your, to get fired back, I mean, I think we all know what that's done.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was I was kind of on board, but then Spielman, you know, and then I saw the numbers. I was like, ah, there's a little lot of money,
0: but they were I think like, all right, things just well, get
1: weird when you're about to get fired. Yeah,
0: uh, get fired with Grace. Yeah, get fired. with. I, Grace.
1: I, I could see him taking over the D.C. Uh, with the Cowboys. When Quinn leaves. And then they'll be like, should they just give Mike Zimmer the job? Like, would he his team be tougher? It could get weird. Because it's not like he's accomplished nothing as the head coach.
0: Yeah, to me, you'd make him the head coach and have him call defense and have um, Kellen Moore be the offensive coordinator.
1: So you just pay Kit. Ke- but Mike Zimmer's a pretty angry guy. That was another thing like Eric Kendrick said. There's a lot of anger in the building. I think the Cowboys could use a little of all that. I do too. That's, I'm not necessarily. I mean, CD Lamb
0: it. does the false start on himself, wasn't set or illegal motion catch, immediately head tap out of the game. Like, nah. I don't know, man. I think you got to stay on the field for that one. <laughs> I love a good receiver head tap. I love a good one. Like, my my bad, Doc. My bad. And I just, <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you, you know yeah. what? I screwed up. Let me remove myself. I'll punish myself here and come to the sideline.
1: Yeah, Bill, uh, Red Gatorade, I, I need a squirt. I'll just open my mouth. I'm open to my mouth. Just squirt it in. <laughs> I love that guys go to the sideline, open their mouth, the dude squirts in their own Gatorade. It's like, bro, you can grab the Gatorade bottle. I get it, like if you're super gassed and you just run over, but like when the guy's standing there, and he hasn't done that much, and he just like puts his mouth
0: back. How about like, just? Be, how about you just have to walk <laughs> around like this, and then someone just goes, and they don't say thank you. You know, a waiter comes and refills your water, you say thank you. Some somebody gave you give you a personal. Gatorade squirt, and you just treat them like... Do you know trash? where I'd be terrible at that? Like, I'd have no
1: problem if it was, like, Trent Williams or Bosa. I'd, like, give them a good squirt. Guys are were pissing me off, I would, like, spray them in their eye. back, like, oh, my bad. My, I missed you. <laughs> I'd, I'd spray it all over their
0: face. How about dudes you who know, haven't sp- played? Like, hey, man, you haven't <laughs> played since, like, that special team snap back in the first quarter. You can just grab your water.
1: Yeah, I mean, give me a break. One thing the Bengals... knows the Bills. The Bills because it was so cold they had chicken broth like it's like been their thing so you just have chicken broth it warms you up like in like they, bottles Well, they have like a container of chicken broth and you can How just do they like, consume it uh you just put it in a little cup and you take a sip it's like you know like the water but they just have chicken broth as well
0: Probably, you it was, know got it was salt cold. in it put salt did, did you hydrate? see the viral
1: video of mac like josh trying to break down a play and Mac just starts looking at his own breath, not paying attention to Josh because the breath is pretty cool. It's like so thick,
0: I'm not, I don't even have to smoke.
1: <laughs> yeah. you know, I'll give Mac some credit. He he. It wasn't his fault. I mean, they was, I think people had, on Twitter, I forwarded you the tweet that it was the perfect offensive game. They did not fumble. They did not turn the ball over. They did not punt. They scored touchdowns on every single drive.
0: That's pretty incredible.
1: In the freezing cold.
0: Yeah. Domination. He was
1: kid from fireball. I saw some, some frozen state people we follow, like how did Tim DeRooter he wanted to walk on Tim DeRuiter would not let Josh Allen, not a scholarship walk on. <laughs> All he wanted to do was walk. And there's nothing like that. Like when you miss on a player, Yeah. Yeah. he just wanted to walk on. <laughs> it's, it's, it's easy to play that game because he wasn't even that great at Wyoming. But you would like to have that guy on your
0: like uh, on your walls now, right? I mean, scoring 47 on the Patriots in the playoffs is a pretty like in the list of accomplishments. He looked
1: fucking dumb. And that's, he looked like a, a player you would create in a video game. He was the, and That's kind of is right. Even if he wins a Super Bowl or whatever, he might not ever play a game that good. I mean, he was
0: at one point in time. I looked like 308 five touchdowns. No picks. Say that again. Uh, 21 to 25, 308, five touchdowns, no picks. There was a lot of like, this
1: is for 20 years of ass whoopings, (laughs) and you know it was. It the one thing I think that even today the Cowboy Stadium was cool. I would really say the Bills. I I think the Chiefs had it those first couple years of Mahomes. It's still really cool as games going on now, but there's something special when it first happens. That was their first home playoff game with fans. Like last year, they got sixty five hundred people. Like it, mm. it felt like a religious experience for the group. They, they, the Jill Kelly. I follow her. Uh, uh, Jim Kelly's daughter. She had she tweeted a photo on Friday night. You know, it was basically the thirty for thirty. The whole group. It was like Thurman Thomas, Steve Tasker, oh, Bruce, Bruce Smith, that. Jim Kelly, and if clearly a bunch of other guys from the team. And it was like, this is a pretty cool, this is sweet. This is really cool. And they were all there. I saw What's-His-Name that's on Good Morning Football with Peter Schrager was like, tweeted out a photo. He's like, I just took a whiskey shot with Jim Kelly in a 30-point blowout against the New England Patriots with the Buffalo Bills. This is the coolest moment of my life. Basically, like, is this real life? And there is just... It felt like you're watching LSU or Michigan. It's just, this meant a lot to these people. Didn't you feel that way watching the Bengals, too?
0: A little bit, but it's just, it's there's even a higher level with the Bills. I agree with that. I The Bills, because think about their fans. They lost four Super Bowls. Was it four? Four. Yeah, four. Four. They lost four Super Bowls. You know how Several fans argue when you're like, oh, oh, we're better than you now. Yeah, but we have we have, we still have 86. You know, they lost four Super Bowls in a row. That's pretty nuts. It's I can't, I mean, from a fan pain standpoint. And then on top of that, they've been like, to your point, the Bengals are this is fresh for them. Like they're just, you know, where they are right now, it's already a win. For the Bills, they're in the window. They've paid Josh, like it is now. They've been right. good for a couple years. They've been good for several years now. Yeah. So it is now. But the Bengal Raider game was... See, betting the under and rooting for the under can be exhilarating, John. It's not...
1: It's To me, it's heart-pounding, though. The, the wow. thing, the difference with the Bengals, you know, by about year two and a half, you realize you had something sweet with Josh, but he was a work in progress. I'd say pretty immediately the Bengals fans, even before he got injured last year, were like... We are on a rocket ship with this kid. Yeah. He is, he's awesome. He. Chase if Taylor. I was a little, if 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 you were a ten year old kid right now watching football, it'd be hard to pick like a favorite player. I think I would be like a huge fan of like five guys. Herbert. Maybe that's just how kids are. But like Burrow's now, the thing Debo, Herbert, Debo just cool name. You'd be Everyone would love Debo. But like, what quarterback would you choose? It'd be like, I love Joe Burrow. Then you watch Josh Allen. There was five touchdowns in the cold. Like, I know. This As a Especially kid, you're from California. I love... You're from here.
0: As a kid, I loved the Bengals because of the uniforms. It might be Burrow. I mean, or Herbert. Their uniforms are cool. You're right. Lamar. We got, we've got, we got, and this happens. You're like, oh, who's going to be the next stars of the league? You know, Mahone, uh, Peyton and Brady, they're old. I mean, right now, Lamar, Herbert, Allen, Burrow. Pretty good young crop of... Just not just really good, like super superstar quarterbacks, superstar. And Jamar chasing and him, like an immediate, fan.
1: What Bad did you ass. think?
0: What did you think of Derek's game? Like, what did you think of Derek watching? That I game? thought he
1: was good. I mean, I I thought he played winning football. That I final drive, they fucked up by snapping, you know, clocking the ball. They had they didn't need to clock the ball. They they gave up a down. So yeah, it was I put on my? Game? Uh, Charles Davis and I think
0: yeah, I, Ian, I, e, Ian Eagle's I, dad. I think. I think Charles said like you got to play, you can run a play here, and the Raiders spiked it. You know,
1: well and then, then the it was fi- just, the final play came. I think with 14 seconds, like they had time to spare. You know, if you just just use it like a math equation, you get four shots at the goal. line. Well, if I take one of the shots away, I'm removing 25 percent of your opportunity. That to me, and it's it's our it's the red zone is naturally hard. I think in the flow of a game, but in a spot specifically where it's like they can set their defense, the 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 field is wider than it is long. You know, it's it's really hard to me. The the last pass wasn't even going to be in the end zone. He got yeah. he got tackled and he threw a pick, but it was it wasn't going to be
0: short. Davis and Eagle did the Bills game. Oh, it was Tarico and Breeze. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was Breeze. Actually, I thought was pretty good. I, I didn't have a. Beat he, yeah, I I think Breeze has a lot to say. I think um, in a good way. I he I, I mean, like watching his open, he's he's still a little uncomfortable, and I've I think I've noticed that watching him do studio too. He's not, he's still a little uncomfortable, but um, he's got things to say. Luckily, I think it really helps him that he works with Tarico who can kind of clean. I think that I
1: I think that's going to be the crew here. If Al goes to Amazon, I think you're looking at my. I think Chris, this might be his last couple weeks. Again.
0: I think so. You're probably right. I do not think Breeze is.
1: I'm not saying he is, but you know how these executives love these stuff. names.
0: Yeah, I just think Chris right now is far superior, and that's not a shot at Breeze at all. I think he's pretty good, given that he never really did it, um, and I think he could get there. But I think Chris is pretty damn good. I did one of my. I, I'm with you. I thought Derek. You know, 29 of 54. Um, I I he was not the problem. They felt to me though. Well, I don't the, want the, the, the other guy's better. He's just a better player. Yeah, no, I, I, I but to, I think you said it well. Like Derek played winning football. I think for the most part, he did. I, I'm just, I just had a moment to look. Seven penalties. It just felt. What was? What is? And this is why I think they got to go to Harbaugh, and they just don't have. There's not like a their defense actually has. You give them a lot of credit. Think about how bad they were on defense not that long, like last year. The guy, the reason that the the, the reason they were in that game is their defense actually is pretty respectable. Yeah, they just, but I think they're offensively they're just missing something that puts them over the top from a coaching
1: standpoint. Boger's crew was pretty bad, and then um, they were this bad that clearly Schefter got the go ahead. Like, put it out there, they're not working any more games this year. Like, he, how often does someone tweet that out in the morning after a game?
0: Yeah, they were, they were. (laughs) You were right. I mean, you texted me like, wait till you watch this. I saw some of it. They were. Like, part of the job is just to be able to present to everybody, like, we're in control here, and they were not in control of that game. He's like, mom. he mumbled a couple of times, like, what'd you say? Well, there was one, I think Charles Davis said it, he's like, he just stopped. He was going to explain, it was the play where there were multiple penalties. There were multiple penalties, but then there was like a pre-snap penalty that wiped out. What was the play? Maybe they were offsetting. He started to explain why they reached the conclusion they reached and then just stopped. It was like, nope, the more I say, the worse. And Charles, was like, I think he was going to say more. Maybe I, and eagle, because he stopped his sentence like on an up, like it was not a period, but he just walked away. Like, I, the more Well, I then talk, it started the snowballing
1: it on them. Then their calls would be wrong. Like it was a catch and they'd call it incomplete. And then Brian uh, Edwards would be like, uh, and clearly the NFL would be like, that's a catch. And they would just be like, overturn it. It it snowballed on them. They had lost control of the game. He is, he, and I, I Googled it mid-game. Like, how sorry, not you, Charles Davis, Breeze. Yeah. He's 66 years old. Uh, like, Obviously, there are some 66-year-old guys that can handle it. He is done. Like, It's time to put him to pasture. It's over for that guy. It's done. You cannot well, to, run him out in, in NFL playoff games.
0: Tariko was really explaining. He's like, you know, when you see these guys, and it was a great point by Tarico. When you see these guys, like, all just kind of, they weren't talking to each other. They're just talking. Like, now they can't talk to one another in that, but you're right. They're talking to the league. And the league, there's always these rules, like, with officiating, like, you know, if a play's not reviewable, but there's an egregious error, we could, they always have that in the like rule book somewhere. We can step in and correct an egregious error. What did you think of the, the, uh, was it a Renfro catch incompletion play?
1: The it ball was right. Was, it To me, it was the right down. call.
0: I agree it was the right call in that he didn't complete the catch by like the rule. But okay, so f- full stop. Like that was not a catch. We've established what he did. He didn't make a football move. Good analysis by the game official there that was helping. But to me, it was like it's a catch. Like that is a catch. Like he had possession of the I don't need to make a football move. He was holding the football. He had both feet yeah. down. But I mean the rule's a rule. No, no, the rules are rule. Six? No, no, totally. The rules the rule and whatever, but that was one spot where I was like, oh. But one takeaway I had from that game
1: too is like, I these teams were actually much closer, competitively than like, I, it's not like the Bengals are that much better than the Raiders. Now the Raiders just do it with like grit and grime. It's not an easy watch anymore with their offense struggling. I mean they just don't have the offensive players, but they're able to just kind of muck up the game. A lot of it has to do with their defense. Yeah. But yeah. They, they they were just they were kind of all heart and grit which I think I saw Derek's quotes. Like, this is not the best team I've ever been on, but by far it's the closest team. You could tell. Like, they they played well as a group. But you're right. Like, I, under no circumstances would I hire Rich Pascaccia to be my head coach. I'd give you him the option it. if Jim wants to keep him, unless Jim wants to get the band back together. I I, just, I mean. I think Jim Harbaugh is going to be the next head coach, and I think I, that's going to be a really big deal for the Raiders.
0: Yeah, and I I do too. And I think and I do I don't like using the word deserve, but I used it last week. I'll use it again. I mean, Rich Pisacci deserves to be the special teams coach for the Raiders, and I I don't think it'd be a hard sell. I mean, obviously, I think it'd be good for the organization. It'd be good for the locker room. It'd be good for Harbaugh. It'd be good for everybody. Um, for him to still be on the team, but uh, and I think he des- he deserved it. he deserves an extension. I mean, he did a very good job this year with them. But I think they're just missing a little. Cre- they're they. You know what they miss? They miss Gruden's offense. They missed some of that on offense. And I think I saw they- some people saying that at the end of the
1: game, they they missed John. Like that was pretty egregious to snap the ball, or I mean to just give up a down. That was crazy. It it, it wasn't ten seconds. It was thirty. What are you guys doing? Yeah. And I would imagine he's being told in the ear, like snap the ball. Bo- I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. De- Derek, the benefit of the doubt in that. Like snap the ball or, you know, spike the ball, spike the 100% ball.
0: 100% they're telling him that.
1: Right? And it was it was a major error, especially at the 10-yard line. It'd be one thing at the five, you know. Ten is, it's not easy to score first and go- third, second
0: and goal of the 10. No. Want to go watch second half of this game? Uh, Yeah. And have we hit everything? Every, anything else we need to mention? I mean, we'll I be back this off. week. You know, I, 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 don't. Well, we'll talk about what our, our schedule will be this week in terms of we did a couple YouTube-only shows last week. We'll probably continue that this week. Um, oh, yeah. But it's a big week, you know. Let's Everyone's keep, talking. Let's keep,
1: let's, keep it, let's keep the train rolling, guys. <laughs> should,
0: should we come back <laughs> Monday night after Rams-Cardinals, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. All right, we'll discuss that. We'll offline that conversation. Let's just, let's, let's just do it like we
1: did last week, like 3 or 4 o'clock.
0: A pre gamer, yeah, we could do that. But not you just you just go live at like three, three thirty or something. All right, all right, everybody. Thanks for hanging with us. Share it with your friends, uh, whatever they like. Hopefully, we can be here for everybody. We will be. And uh, holler at your boys. Have a great week, everybody.